This is CNN Breaking News. Oh, oh, Mike, not to interrupt our conversation about Trump and whatnot, but uh, Clinton just won uh, a little bit there, and uh, Sanders just won a little bit there. We continue on, actually. That's just me covering for a power outage. Our live coverage continues here of Super Tuesday, um, episode 178 of The Unfiltered Show. Not our, not our normal format. Uh, and also not normally joining us, uh, but I'm very happy to have him here, is Mr. Michael Dominic from the Quota Radio Program. So, Mike, right before we lost power, I believe you had something uh, to say about Carson, and I, I want to give you a chance to jump in. Yes, Dr. Ben Carson. You know, and I think the one of the larger stories about this election so far has been, I don't want to say that the Republicans have gone insane or schizophrenic, because that would be insulting to schizophrenic people. <laughs> oh, hold um, on, Mike. Hold on. We got a we got a we got a race alert. Are you ready? Oh, go, go, go. One point nine percent to Marco Rubio. Ted Cruz, 14.9 percent. Uh, Donald Trump maintaining a lead. Got a lead of uh, about sixty six hundred votes in Virginia right now. In Georgia, we projected science. Donald Trump as the winner in Georgia. Three percent of the vote is in. He's got a forty eight point five percent lead to twenty point four percent. For Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio. Uh, is yes, at, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm looking at their update right now. So you might not be uh, hearing it, but uh, remember, uh, four more states Wolf has given us an update. Within five minutes from now, in Alabama, five minutes. Massachusetts, Oklahoma, and wow. Tennessee. Let's We're going to have a whole bunch of updates in five minutes. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, Wolf is just checking in. They have, they have, uh, they're calling some more uh, states, but I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for some bigger ones. Uh, and uh, what do you, how do you think Carson's going to do in this, Mike? Uh, I think he's going to lose. Yeah. Do you think but, this is after this he pulls out? I, I think he has to, right? He's going to run out of cash eventually. But the, the interesting aspect of, of Carson's whole campaign here is he was probably one of the better candidates that the Republicans have had in a long time. And he just couldn't get anywhere. I don't know how great his delivery was, though. And this is so I'm going. So going back to my conspiracy bacon that I was telling you right before we lost power. Uh, I, I think there are probably people within the Republican Party that are pushing on some of these candidates like uh, like Carson to potentially you know jump out because they're looking at the math right now and they're saying if uh, we could get uh, if we could get a few more of these guys to drop out and thin the herd and then we could get these numbers behind Rubio then we think Rubio's got a winning shot here and so I think the I think the pressure is on for for, for some of these guys like Carson or Kucinich to no, jump I, out. I I agree. Have you been following the Sunday shows and just how almost aggressively like a man from the rnc went on what was it um fox news sunday and just bashed trump and built up Rubio. oh boy I, I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up uh this has been astonishing and this is a problem this is what i believe happened to mitt romney too is mitt romney was destroyed as a candidate from within his own party some of the most damaging information about mitt romney came from the McC- mccain campaign campaign they had this huge dossier of all kinds of dirt about Bain Capital that they collected and then they leaked. So, uh, you know, the Democrats could just sit back and, and let them uh, take shots uh, yeah. at their own candidate. And that's exactly what's happening now with Trump is he, they, they, are, they are on the attack. And Rubio has been uh, uh, funny to his credit but aggressive about going after Trump in this last week. Weirdly aggressive, right? Like – did you it see he seems... apologized today a little bit? He said he's going to walk back the silliness. Yeah, but, you know, the problem is if you're doing oppo research on Trump, first of all, you don't need anyone doing oppo research on Trump. You just <laughs> should sit there and wait for him to say something. But, you know, this whole idea of having, like, binders full of dirt on people. Yeah. I see what I did there. Yeah, I did. I it, like that. It, Good it, callback. It's something that, to their credit, the Democrats aren't doing. 
right? No, and Bernie Sanders had every opportunity to go out and say, oh, Clinton's a crook. Look, oh, look yeah. at her emails. Yeah. And what did he do? I'm sick and tired of hearing about her damn emails. Right. He could have been he could have been going after her about the situation in Libya. Like you could you could make an easy case that the situation in Libya right now is the State Department's fault and that she was running the State Department. When we went after Gaddafi. And now ISIS is going into Libya. You could easily make the argument that uh, she's the one that caused the mess down there. She's re- partially responsible for it. Right. Right. And he's not. He's not going there. Right. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of dirt he's not slinging, and I think that's because I think that's because he knows she's eventually going to be the candidate, and he doesn't want to be the one that, you know what I mean? Like I guess that's me completing my conspiracy bacon there. But well, I mean, he, he's also a natural VP, right? Do you think? I I I could see a you can't see a Clinton Sanders ticket. I, I could, yeah. No, I I definitely could. I, I I hadn't really for some reason considered it. I guess I've been thinking more about who would be Sanders' VP than I have who would be Clinton's VP for some reason. See, a better thing is who would be Trump's VP? He's, he's implied it would be somebody political. I actually – I kind of had the feeling it was going to be Rubio until Rubio started attacking him. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Rubio. Yeah, I thought Rubio was actually like the perfect little sidekick. Come on. Hey, buddy. But, right. Yeah, come on. Come on. Let's – you know, I, I actually thought the gig all along was going to be a Jeb Rubio uh, one-two punch. Like they would, they would take a few shots at each other early on and then they would team up later they on. ripped Jeb apart and it could never be Christy. You can't have two heavy – aggressive white guys as your ticket you can't do it yeah you can't it actually it almost has to be rubio because the republicans you know let's let's get down to tax here democratic voters their coalition is you know young people younger single women and ethnic minorities but specifically blacks right if the republicans cannot try to claim the latino vote in some way they're done. Yeah, I agree. And I don't. I don't mean done in 2016. I mean the party. The party is, itself is screwed. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in the next uh, in the next few seconds, we should be getting the next round of results uh, right. from. Uh, in fact, I think CNN's po- polling uh, calling one right now. Presidential primary in other state going to here. Donald Trump. Yeah. CNN also Alabama going to Trump. Trump will That's, carry I mean, Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 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 So they're calling that yeah. one right now. Uh, we should have a few more coming. I. I, uh, I. The reason why I find Super Tuesday and why I thought it was worth us covering live because we don't plan to do all of these live, but uh, Super Tuesday is kind of a big deal because this this is really where things are going to coalesce here. Yeah, uh, and, and the if and I believe Trump will win today. Yeah, if he wins, how does the RNC? That's the question. Spawn because here we go. Here's Fox coming well, in. Fox News can now project that Donald Trump will comfortably win the Republican presidential primary based on Fox News exit polls. That leaves Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz fighting for second place. Yikes! Much further behind are John Kasich and Ben Carson. It is the oh, same pattern oh, in gosh. Alabama, where Fox can project that Trump will finish well ahead of Rubio and Cruz, who in turn will finish well ahead of Kasich and Carson. So Alabama hmm. is another win for Trump tonight. And this was a huge state for Donald Trump, where Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions endorsed him this week in a much coveted move that probably helped Donald Trump significantly. Over so on the Democratic side, also in Alabama, Texas? Fox projects that Hillary Clinton True. will crush Bruce. Bernie Sanders. Oh. Sorry, in Mr. Alabama. Sanders. That's what they put in the script. Clinton will also <laughs> defeat Sanders in Tennessee by a wide margin, according to our Fox News exit polls. Back on the Republican side, Fox now can project that Mr. Trump will win big in Massachusetts. Meanwhile, it's too early to call the Democratic races in Massachusetts and Oklahoma, although Sanders currently has a lead in both of those states. So, 
So there you go, Mike. Uh, wow. uh, so tonight, uh, Clinton's got Georgia, Virginia, Alabama, and Tennessee under her belt and so Tennessee. far. Well, the Clintons, in general, have a strong lock on the South. Sanders, so far, Vermont. Well, that's where he's from, right? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. If Cruz loses Texas, is it goodnight, Ted? Yo, uh, without question. Can you imagine lo- losing on your home turf? Uh, that would be so embarrassing. Uh, I think he would, and I think he would personally take that very, very badly. Uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen in a million years. Do you think that's, I don't think that has a chance no, of happening. I think Texas is proud of Cruz, to be honest with you. I think they are, but, you know, I think about He's what is. He's boy. Okay. You don't think so? I think, I think they think Cruz is, uh. You know, uh, he's a good constitutionalist, and uh, he believes in state rights. You don't think the immigration, uh, you know, among Republicans, and, and to be clear, to vote in the primary, you have to be a super Republican. You have to be an actual registered <laughs> yeah. Republican. Yeah, and, and Texas has the Texas two-step, which I guess is like a combination of a caucus and yeah. a primary, which I don't really understand, but you really got to be involved. It's not, it's not like a – it's not your average uh, – yeah, I'm trying to think of like what states can Trump – not win. I guess, I guess I'll give you Texas. Florida? Yeah, yeah okay. Florida, Rubio. Rubio, yeah, yeah. Rubio, sure. Yeah, yeah, let's see if I did. Ohio, I fix my, no, Kasich? I uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. Uh, I, I could see Ohio going to Kasich pretty easily, and I think, I think that's kind of why he's remained in the game this far, okay. um, which sucks because are, Rubio needs those numbers bad. He needs them bad. And, and let's, let's now move to the East Coast where the Republican Party, I would say, is – you know, Republicans here – are dramatically different than Republicans in the you know rest of the country. We're what we call Democrats who don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> it's basically our thing. Okay. We don't care about evangelical issues. We just don't want to pay taxes. Uh, and so, what are you telling me? What would I take? Uh, what's, what I do f- I take from this? I feel like Trump plays strongly here. Okay. Right? Because we're. And, and I am not necessarily a Republican, but he's from New York, first off, right? He's, he's a New York boy. So I think he's going to win New York, which is not, you know, it's not a little state. No. Uh, Christie, despite being wildly unpopular among Democrats in New Jersey, is wildly popular among uh, Republicans because Republicans in New Jersey are a hunted and persecuted minority. So, you know, anyone who can protect them, they like. Where Vermont, eh, doesn't really count, right? I'm talking about the East Coast, the Mid-Atlantic, let's say the Acela line that Joe Biden might be hanging out on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen old Joe on where, the train, yep, sure. Where, where does Trump lose? I mean, I, I just, I do not see him losing New Jersey. I do not see him losing New York. Pennsylvania, let me tell you, I have family in Pennsylvania. I spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania. Those folks were hit super hard by offshoring. Yeah. Those are the people who, when they, we, we, the South Park joke, you took, they took our jobs. There are guys like that over there, and they're they're mad as hell. And and of course, Trump is playing well to them, isn't he? Well, yeah, right. The, the, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. This, I don't. I never expected to be here. I don't know what he, what they're going to do because no. I don't think Trump can be their main nominee. Not because uh, I, I guess I feel like in some ways he would be a fascinating nominee. I would love to see Trump. Uh, be, <laughs> I would love to see him go up against Clinton. I just think that would be make for such a great debate. You know, uh, I don't. think be a clear win for Clinton because, you know, one, another aspect of the Democratic side that's really interesting is that lady's got more skeletons than a graveyard. 
And yeah, she's said, also better and and more attuned at, at at getting away from some of these things than any other politician I've ever seen. And I don't. I'm still not convinced this email thing is going to take her down because I think she's slick enough to know from the onset how to have done it properly. So that way, in the end, no, I don't. I don't think it takes her down because nothing else did, right? Yeah. You know, even even if I mean, let's be honest. Fox News will talk about is she going to get indicted? She's not going to get indicted. No one's going to indict the former first lady, no, ever. or or the former secretary of state like that, Come right? On. Or you know, the senator from New York, right? <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's not going to happen. No, so no, it's short not. of being legally required to drop out of the race because she's under federal investigation, mm-hmm. which I don't think is actually a thing. I'm I'm pretty sure you can run. Um, what 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 does it? What has to happen for her to lose? Superdelegates have to change their allegiance, and they would have to do that based on a bunch of positive support for Bernie Sanders. And, you know, I want to – something interesting happened this week, Mike, and I just want to take a moment to play. There's a, there's a senator we've been following on Filter because she's been speaking very frankly about the situation in Syria, and uh, she resigned as the DNC vice chair and endorsed Bernie this week. I'll play a clip. Tulsi Gabbard, congresswoman from Hawaii, Democratic National Committee vice chair has been at odds with her boss, DNC Chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz, for months over the Democratic presidential debate schedule. Congresswoman, you're here because you have an announcement to make regarding your position at the DNC. Tell us. Uh, Well, first of all, I am resigning from the DNC so that I can support Bernie Sanders for president. I'd like to tell you why. Uh, As a veteran uh, and as a soldier, I've seen firsthand the true cost of war. I served in a medical unit during my first deployment where every single day uh, I saw firsthand the very high human cost of that war. I see it in my friends who now, a decade after we've come home, mm-hmm. uh, are still struggling to get out of a black hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's most important for us, as we look at our choices as to who our next commander-in-chief will be, is to recognize the necessity to have a commander-in-chief who has foresight, who exercises good judgment. Mm-hmm who looks beyond uh, the consequences, who looks at the consequences of the actions that they are looking to take before they take those actions so that we don't continue to find ourselves in these failures that have resulted in chaos. So you could maybe, Mike, have a snowball effect where some people uh, like Gabbard here uh, begin peeling off and going over to Sanders. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I think it's about as possible as uh, the government not spying on us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you don't think you think it's uh, it, it, it a long shot, but uh, they established. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Fine, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Going back. Right. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I suppose you're right. Okay. So I let's pose your question uh, to the live stream uh, in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to start taking calls. Not quite yet, but in a couple minutes, you can call us live one eight seven seven three four seven zero zero one one. How does the Republican Party respond if Trump? Pretty much, pretty much wins across the board tonight. How do they respond to that? Right, and, and let's clarify that question. We're not saying rank and file Republicans on the street. We're saying the the actual functionaries at the RNC. Yeah. What's what's their plan to uh, you know? And and really, you could also ask the same question. What's the plan when public support behind Sanders gets to a point where they're going to have to they're going to have to change? So is will tonight if if Hillary builds enough momentum like she seems to be doing right now, will that be enough? Do you know some people switched parties to vote for Sanders? Who? I know one. Well, 
There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. So, okay. Uh, checking in on a couple of feeds right now, Mr. Dominic. You know, I like to bounce around. I've been watching uh, ABC News a little bit, too. Woo! I've been watching ABC News for a little bit. And uh, I'm going to tune in for them here in just a moment and see what uh, their coverage is. But first, let's check back in on the CNN Exactly. Feed. Not a lot of them committed, I'm told. But they have a plan, and they've sold it hard to a lot of donors who are not yet committed. But they're hoping they will be. Well, it's, it's interesting that they're doing that. I'm wondering why now? Why not wait until the Trump inauguration? It seems... Uh, it's, I sense a little sarcasm, Jake. Well, it just seems a little no. late in the process, Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Interesting how they're joking about the Trump nomination, huh? Kind of going right off what we're talking about right now. Boy, yeah. Mm. They're, they're, it's, it's happening. It is happening. All right. So uh, Ham Radio will be screening our calls. Uh, chat room, if you want to call us in right now, you can. one 347 if you want to uh, chat with us about uh, how the heck are we going to do this? Like, what is the, uh, what, what is the, uh, what is the result if somebody that, uh, like Trump, runs the board? I, I kind of hope it happens just for the debate standpoint because it makes good show content, but it would be probably awful for the country. I don't know. Do you think it would be awful, Mike? If he wins the nod or if he wins the election general? Well, let's start with uh, the big picture. If he actually I, wins I, so the big election. If, if I'm running the DNC, I really want to run against Trump. Like, yeah, you think so? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not Cruz because Cruz is probably going to be the best debater, right? Uh, actually, I, I would be afraid of Rubio. I really would. Really? Because you know, thinking, yeah, thinking long term again about what the Republican Party needs to not just get wiped out. They need Rubio. They, they, I mean, Cruz would be okay. Um, I actually feel the best. What is it about Rubio that makes you say that? Because I, I, I find Rubio to see, he seems green to me. Uh, he seems unprepared to me. He oh, seems because scripted. We've, we've never elected a president who was totally unqualified for his job. No, I'm not saying that. But I just mean, like, we don't want to make the same mistake again. And Rubio seems like that same mistake. See, he is right. He's not going to be a good president, but he's good for the party politically, because, again, I'm going to come down down to this demographics question of, you know, realistically, African-Americans are staunchly Democratic for the most part, especially in the South. Um, Single women tend to lean Democratic. Young people tend to lean or staunchly Democratic. In fact, you're running out of people and the demographics of this country no, there's just not enough angry white guys left. And I, I mean that half joking, but if the Republican Party is the party of middle-aged white folks uh, or evangelicals, those are people who, who simply death is going to remove from the game, right, in 20, 30 years. Hmm. Um, they need to either do something to become more attractive to the existing Democratic coalition or bring in, bring in these Latinos. Like, you know, personally – being super anti-immigration is probably suicidal for the Republicans, which is why no one wanted to talk about it until Trump forced them to, mm. which is why Trump is actually poisoned for the Republican Party. Because the only way forward for the Republicans as a party is if they can somehow become attractive to the Latino population. And if they can't do it, then all the Democrats have to do is hang out and just literally wait 20 to 30 years. So Trump is doing great right now as we record this. Possibly pulling off a win this evening. Make it a Brett. John, thank you. Hillary Clinton already winning three states. Ed Henry standing by live at campaign headquarters for Hillary Clinton in Miami. Ed. 
That's right, Brett. They've been cheering those early victories for Bernie Sanders. Obviously, he's only had one so far. His home state of Vermont, you heard him say a short time ago that at the end of this evening, you'll only have 15 states who have already voted and that there are 35 more to go. The problem for Sanders, though, uh, is that Clinton is building a very large delegate lead, and she's trying to show tonight that she is the one running a truly national campaign. She picked Florida tonight for her victory headquarters because they don't vote for two more weeks, but they've got about 250 delegates up for grabs. She obviously thinks she's going to get a large share of them two weeks from tonight. And then tomorrow, Hillary Clinton will be in New York City. The New York primary is not until April 19th, but they have nearly 300 delegates up for grabs there. Obviously, currently our home state. They are trying to show tonight and beyond that they are pushing Bernie Sanders into a corner. He's going to continue to get delegates because of the proportional system on the Democratic side. But their primary is not until April 19th. So they're gearing up for uh, they're gearing up for uh, just after this. Already. It's funny as before this night's even over. They're already talking about the next night. But wouldn't it sort of be historic? Historical for somebody to clear to, to to basically win tonight and not continue to go on and build on momentum, they'd be unheard of. Really, it's like it never happens. So Super Tuesday uh, has really only been around since the '80s. It started off yeah. really in the early '80s, and since then, it's, the stakes have gotten higher and higher and higher. Uh, this isn't this isn't the craziest it's ever been. Actually, it was crazier uh, in 2008. Um, but uh, there's, I think, historically. You don't go. You don't win tonight, and then end up not becoming the main nominee. As far as I, as far as I could find in the reading I was doing, I, I don't think that's ever happened where someone has lost tonight and made it. Right. Exactly. So right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is that is really uh, yeah. okay. All right. So let's uh, jump over to CNN. See what they're talking about, and then sort of start. To, I mean, he he clearly has an instinct. A political right. It exactly ease into the bathtub. <laughs> he had a pretty angry announcement. So they're killing time. <laughs> you know, when they're talking about jumping in the bathtub, they're killing time. So uh, let's uh, let's shift gears while that, because I think what they're doing is they're waiting for the next uh, right. set of uh, results to come in, which is cool with us because we can actually uh, cover a few other things. Uh, you know what, Mr. Dominic, while I've got you on the show, let's talk about an area that sort of falls uh, within both our wheelhouses. Uh, and that is uh, the Apple iPhone situation. Here's a clip that updates us on that. High drama tonight in the battle between Apple and the FBI. The company filed a motion today to throw out a judge's order for it to help the FBI crack an iPhone used by the San Bernardino killers, saying the feds are seeking a dangerous power, all of it as Apple insiders say the company is now working on a new version that would be impossible to unlock by anyone but the user. Our justice correspondent Pete Williams has details. I wonder if this is Apple floating and I, you know, floating a story out there through the New York Times and other sources saying, hey, if this goes through, we're going to have to build the unbreakable OS. It's almost like a threat without making a threat. Oh, uh, see, to me, that just read like an Apple commercial. Well, I think it's Apple that's ma- that's managing the message uh, to get the message out to the feds that uh, if you push our hands on, the- if you push us on this, this is where it's going to lead. Apple has always made security a selling point. These are the new iPhones. When it released the iPhone 6, as Edward Snowden was warning about... We don't actually have any clips of them touting the security features because they don't actually market them a whole bunch. Because they didn't care until it became popular to care. Government surveillance, Apple made a point of saying it would no longer help police get information out of the new phones when they were locked, even when served with a search warrant. Now, Apple insiders say the company is trying to make its phones even more secure, working to develop an iPhone that cannot be unlocked by anyone but the user, not by the police, not even by Apple itself. 
and it's fighting the FBI, which wants Apple <laughs> to modify the software in the phone to disarm the security and let agents try to unlock an iPhone used by one of the San Bernardino attackers. The FBI director told Congress today it's a lead that must be pursued. We must do a competent investigation following the murder of 14 people in San Bernardino, and we will, and we'll use whatever lawful tools are available to us. But Apple says the FBI is trying to force it to create a brand new version of the iPhone by changing the software, and it says the government cannot do that. It cannot ask a private citizen to create a product for it, and it cannot ask Apple to change the iPhone in ways that was never intended to be used or to be employed in. Apple today told a judge in San Bernardino that what the FBI wants would create a back door, leaving personal information vulnerable to hackers, identity thieves, hostile foreign agents, and unwarranted government surveillance. Next week, both Apple and the FBI will face off in a hearing on Capitol Hill. That was today, actually, so I'll stop right there. I watched that hearing on Capitol Hill. Um, so, Mike, what are your thoughts right now where Apple's at? And do you think that uh, this is going to be something that will eventually fall in their favor at this point? Or do you think it's going to fall in the FBI's favor? Yeah, I just can't see the FBI not winning. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I You know, because if Apple – if here is – there's two things in this that uh, don't, I think, favor the FBI. They are the ones that made the mistake to reset the iCloud account password so they couldn't do a proper iCloud backup. Right. Mistake number one, and that's on them. And then mistake number two is – and I was wondering about this since the story came out, and I read a really, really great article that really summarizes up. And then it was actually brought up in the hearing by one of the uh, p- panel members questioning Comey. Why can't you just remove that non-volatile chip and put it into another board and read the hell out of it? It is an HFS file system that's encrypted, but on the 5C, the key for the encrypted file system is on the same non-volatile storage. Non-volatile storage. So if you pull that chip... You could just read it. You could just you don't yeah yeah you just read it like a, like a hard drive like putting another hard, like putting the hard drive in another computer. So they could do that today, and you're telling me with their three billion dollar technical budget that they couldn't make All that right, happen. So let, let, let's make the amazing argument that everybody's posturing for their own purposes. I would say that Apple's posturing because you know China's really what Apple wants to sell into, right? And security is going to be a big deal for the Chinese government, but. Is it possible, and I, and I even hate to say this because it, it's definitely it, it's going to make us all feel a little dirty, but is it possible if the FBI is intentionally picking this fight because it is a terrorist, uh, oh, yeah. terrorist action, right? Yeah. And that they think they want to have a fight on encryption. They've been waiting for a good excuse. So they've got, and, they've got 11 other phones that they want to unlock using the All Ritz Act uh, right. already in the wins, in the, in the queue. Uh, now, another number that was thrown out at the hearings today by Apple, or I, I believe by Apple's counsel, is uh, the federal government in total has 175 phones waiting for Apple to do something like this to. And that's not even including states, like the police departments in states that might have phones that they're waiting for. So right. uh, this is, this is the, the San Bernardino shooting was cherry-picked out of the 11, or well, it was a dozen total, phones that the FBI has that they want to use the All Writs Act from 1789 to unlock. Right. So they chose this one very intentionally. What, what frightens me about the FBI getting this would be, you know, the Patriot Act, now called the USA Freedom Act, but very little modification, mm-hmm. um, has never to date been used to stop a terrorist attack. It has been used to catch petty drug dealers and petty tax cheats. And again, 
and I think I mentioned this once on Credit Radio, no one's defending tax sheets or drug dealers. But if you, those are just criminals, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a Fifth Amendment right. You have right to not have people come and search your house. Or I would argue search any of your property, your notes, your your person, your car, without a search warrant. They need to get a search warrant. They need to have procedures that, you know, at what point does Apple make this tool and the FBI pinky swears that we're only going to do it in mass murders or terrorist attacks, we promise. At what point do they not just hand it to the IRS and the IRS starts saying, ha ha, yay, mm, mm. which is exactly what they did with the Patriot Act. Well, right? And CISA uh, specifically allows for cyber information sharing within federal governments without any kind of... Uh Right. Restrictions. So, yeah, that is – once you bring it into a federal agency, yeah, that's a hmm. – I hadn't really thought of the angle of the sharing it with other agencies, but that actually does seem to be a pretty well, big problem. and I bring up the IRS because, one, you don't have to be a criminal to be hassled by the IRS. And, two, <laughs> the IRS is a very weird agency in that yeah. it does not operate like a police agency where they have to go to court and indict you. They actually investigate you first. Yeah, right? they, yeah. They, and you have no right against self-incrimination in terms of, like, refusing to show them documents. And, you know, Mike, they don't have the best track record. Yeah, they have a bad habit of going after certain types of people. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, they have these data breaches, and they'll be like, well, we had X amount of people breached. And then they, re- then they update it later, uh, like this clip proves, uh, to 700,000. A massive data breach at the IRS was much bigger than first realized. The agency now says more than 700,000 social security numbers and other sensitive information may have been stolen. Hackers use the Git Transcript program, which allows you to check your tax history online. Jan Crawford is outside IRS headquarters in Washington with the sophisticated fraud. Jan, good morning. Well, good morning. So the IRS started that um, Get Transcript program more than two years ago. But now, after a nine-month investigation, the IRS is saying it has put hundreds of thousands of more people at risk for identity theft. Somebody was trying to claim a refund using my Social Security number, and I knew something was wrong. Not even Virginia tax attorney Wayne Zell was protected from hackers who he says stole his identity. I got a, a form earlier this week stating that somebody had recovered my e-file personal identification number. I don't have an e-file personal identification number. The IRS's data dump is the latest in a series of disclosures. In May 2015, the agency reported cyber criminals accessed some 114,000 taxpayer accounts. Three months later, that number grew to 334,000. Ouch. This month, the IRS says there are as many as 724,000 oh. victims. Holy the crap. IRS is frankly not doing enough. Uh-oh, lights are flickering here, Mike. Stand by, lights are flickering. Stand to protect by, us. Steve Weissman is an expert in identity theft. The very fact that it takes them so many months to even analyze the depth of the problem shows you that there probably are even more uh, identity theft that is going on. The IRS says hackers used personal information gathered from other online sources like bank accounts to answer personal identity questions on the Get Transcript forms. One possible culprit, IRS-approved tax preparers. One audit found six out of 13 IRS-approved companies failed at providing adequate security to customers. We're often our own worst enemies because there are times that uh, we don't use proper passwords, we don't use proper security. The IRS says it is notifying the hacked taxpayers by mail, as well as offering free identity protection for a year. 
In a statement, the agency says it's committed to protecting taxpayers on multiple fronts against tax-related identity theft. <laughs> We are moving quickly to help these taxpayers. Short of changing your social security number, which I understand only witness protection program victims can do, I don't really have a solution yet. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I got all kinds of issues with the IRS, not just your tax problems, but uh, turns out they're not so good at data security either, and they kind of have some important data to secure. Just a little. I mean, I don't... <laughs> just a little bit, Mike. <laughs> you know, not that maybe we don't need taxes, but maybe it's just time for the IRS to be retired and we just kind of start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's a very good point. So uh, why don't we check in? We've been a couple of minutes. They're all getting ready for the next big uh, thingies here. Uh, you know, the next big. Uh, I think it's like. Uh, uh, the polls close in about uh, about four or five minutes for some of these guys, but uh, they're checking right now. They got a live feed for uh, Cruz. Uh, you know, band together to try to stop Trump, maybe before Florida. But Ted Cruz is going to ask himself: Is he going to be more comfortable with the establishment forces that really dislike him, or more comfortable with Donald Trump and that populist appeal? Okay, Laura. As always, thank you. Good to see you. We are now only moments away from the next state to close, and that is Arkansas. Forty delegates at stake for the Republicans, 32 for Democrats, and we're getting a call on that momentarily. Meanwhile, a little over a half an hour away from the biggest prize of the night, Texas. There Plus, Donald Trump. No. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that's the one. It really is. That really is the one. I mean, if Cruz is Texas, I... <sighs> Gosh, I, mean, just, I just, I I, I, I know it's not going to happen, but it's, it's, I'm still captivated by See, the... I think it could happen. I mean, I might be wrong. Uh, maybe, maybe. Okay, I, I gotta, I'm going to play a clip for you that's an Ask Mike to see if you can guess uh, by listening who this is and what event he is at and why he is there. All right? So it's, it's, a, it's a long series of questions. Who is this man? What event is he at? And why is he there? And I'm playing uh, now. Here we go. Hold on. Wait for it. I'll bring it up. He's getting applause. I'm trying to find the teleprompter. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm trying to find a teleprompter. Thank you very much. See. I'm trying to find a teleprompter. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, can you guess who it is? Can you guess who this person is that we're hearing right now, Mike? Do you have any guesses of who we are hearing at the moment? No? I, I, I almost said Howard Dean, but right, I know I'll that. keep going. I'll keep going. Hey, keep going. Give me a little more. I'll give you a little more. No, 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 no. Kasich. No, no, it's not Kasich. Good guess, though. It's good. You got, you're about in the right age range. Thank you. I'm the least qualified man here tonight. All right. Who is this, Mike? Who do you suppose this is? <laughs> oh, my God. It's Joe Biden. It's definitely Joe Biden. Oh, oh Joe, just stay on the damn yeah, train. Yeah, I know, right? I know. And, you oh. know, uh, can you guess uh, where Joe Biden is at right now before I reveal? Because it's, uh, it's pretty funny. Oh, where is uh, that? Good Joe Biden. Thank He's you. at the Grammys. Yeah, what is Joe Biden doing at the Grammys? That's a great question there, Mike. Uh, So it turns out that Joe Biden is a longtime fan uh, and good, good, good friend of the people who run the recording industry of America. And uh, Joe Biden was one of the uh, key people behind SOPA. And so as a thank you, not only did they give Joe Biden a Grammy, but he gets invited back. You mean the Oscars? They're upset. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Sorry. I really don't care, but you get my point. Uh, yeah. It's it's just it's so funny, and it it, it is a perfect example of the uh, how far the corruption runs. Uh, and you know, we talk about things like SOPA, and you wonder how how they get as far as they do. It's because 
Well, someone got to go to the Grammy oh, Oscars. Yeah, they, exactly. Because uh, they made just, Joe feel special. Just a quick aside. Speaking mm-hmm. of feeling special. Folks uh, have been complaining in the chat that they tried to call in but couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Ham is working on it right now. Okay. Our, uh, I guess the screening software isn't bouncing around. And Ham's new. He hasn't done it before. So he let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a more realistic question. Uh-huh. Um, is that software by any chance running Arch Linux? Uh, not Arch Linux. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably running on your Ubuntu that you like so much. I love my Ubuntu, but yeah. I'm on, sadly I'm home, so I'm on my Mac. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, why don't we do a little news update while we wait for the next, uh, we got, uh, well, actually it should be any, it should be any moment now, actually. CNN says they're, ca- they're tabulating the calculation right now. Let's see if they have it. They say they're doing the numbers. Win in the South, proved he could win in the West. The map is starting to fill in. You switch over to the Democratic side. We've got a fight in Massachusetts still. As that one plays out, 51 of 47, Clinton ahead at the moment. Sanders winning at his home state. He obviously started by winning in New Hampshire. And we're going to watch as well the otherwise Clinton campaign getting what it wants across the South Hill Wolf, largely on the basis of African-American support, running up big numbers, meaning mm-hmm. they'll run up some big delegate yep. votes for the Clinton yeah, campaign. Yeah, that's what I said. They're thinking guy. Clinton's so going to take we'll Texas. Delegates and do yeah, the math, Wolf. That yeah. makes Another sense. state is about to close right now. We're talking about Arkansas. All the voting in Arkansas closes at well, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. That's only yeah. seconds away from now. Arkansas, an important state. Yeah, for, I, I would, the I'm gonna, my, my quick well Red Book prediction is Clinton wins Arkansas so easily. I mean, I think that's on. obvious. Of course. Yeah. That, that's home field advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Another major projection. And CNN projects Hillary Clinton will carry, will win Arkansas, the Democratic presidential yeah, primary. Uh, rack that up. Another another state in Hillary Clinton's win column tonight. That's five states for Hillary Clinton. Let's get a, a, a key race alert right now on the key Republican side. Take a look at this. On the Republican Andy side, Wolf. these are estimates based on our exit poll information. Donald Trump slightly ahead, 34%. Ted Cruz, 30%. Marco Rubio, 25%. These are close numbers. This is an exit poll based on uh, the CNN estimates. Remember, these are estimates based on our early... Man, Rubio coming in far third still. Yeah, he's in trouble. Maybe different. We yeah. can expect those numbers. So right here, I think they're gonna—they'll probably go through. Give us our totals for the so night so far. Here we go. Where we stay, stand right now. Here are the states that have won that uh, have already been projected on the Republican side. Donald Trump—he has won Georgia, Alabama. Massachusetts and Tennessee, wow. four states so far. Ooh. The only winner so far on the uh, Arkansas, an important state. Oh, and sometimes the stream reloads right there. Uh, and Bernie has only won uh, uh, the uh, uh, Vermont still. So the home state of Vermont. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's getting pretty, pretty hard to be anybody who's not Clinton or Trump right now. Isn't that something? And, and yeah. as, as expected, I suppose. So should we check in and see what the guys over at Fox, the guys and gals, are saying over at Fox? You know, I want Carl Rove's take, please. By a large margin. Let's move on to Vermont, which is quite interesting this evening. Mm. Earlier we told They're you still going through the numbers there. I'll keep an eye on it and see, what, uh, see, see if they bring uh, Rove on there and, and take his... Uh, but uh, yeah, there's no surprise there, right? Arkansas... No surprise there. Well, I mean, Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas. I, yeah. you know, at some point, <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. It would actually actually be big news if uh, that didn't work for the dog. That would be really big news. That would actually been that would have been the interesting story, uh, I think. So I uh, see. It, it's all about Texas. It, we need that Chuck Norris vote. We need that Walker <laughs> Texas Ranger vote. And I'll tell you what: if Trump gets Texas, it's over. I've often drop, I've often talked about uh, how I I I think uh, you know the uh, the whole ISIS uh, the whole ISIS narrative has been a really interesting part of the 2016 election, and uh, the ISIS videos 
are a big part of creating the whole ISIS boogeyman story. And did you know, Mike, that we have a take from an ISIS defector about those very videos? Would you like to you hear mean, it? You mean the ones that I made in my basement? Yeah, yes. Yeah. With that green screen. Nice work. Thank you. Uh, there, hold on. Here we go. The clip is loading. This is, you know, this is what happens when you do it live. And go clip. And ISIS fighter who defects to Al-Qaeda. What? That's what it says. That's what it says. I actually, this is, uh, this is just, I've just pulled this clip up right here. It's still, it has a long introduction here, but. Uh, the internet. Love it. I know, right? Oh, it's sorry. I didn't know it was, uh, I didn't know it was subtitled because I didn't get a chance to watch it before the show. Anyways, it'll be in the supporter sync if anybody wants to go watch it themselves because it's, mm. yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but uh, the guy basically, it's, I didn't realize it was subtitled, but the guy basically says in the clip, according to the notes, that, uh, that the uh, videos are fake. They're well, a bunch of fakes. The Sanders people say, well, that's really well and good, Hillary Clinton, that you're winning Arkansas in the Democratic primary, but show me Arkansas in the general election, and then we'll talk. That's right. And a very, very close election going on right now in the primary in Arkansas for Republicans. Let's bring in our political director, David Chalian, to give us some more insight into that. Hey, Jake. So, you know, obviously the polls have just closed there in Arkansas and we have not made a projection in the race yet. So we're digging in to see sort of what is going on in the state and what were Republican voters thinking about as they showed up to the polls today in Arkansas? You know, isn't it funny how much they rely on these polls? And then how inaccurate these polls always end up being. Yeah, like, these polls are garbage. They're, they're always garbage. And then and then when they are garbage, they can just shrug it off and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's pretty common with uh, with polls. All right. Looks like Carl Rove has come on Fox News. Here's your Carl All Rove. All right, Carl, do Northern it. Northern Virginia with 58. 77 precincts out of 92 in Prince William, also Northern Virginia. He's getting 36. <laughs> this is when I told and you to keep it simple. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, bottom line is there are a lot of precincts out. This is likely to narrow. I wouldn't be surprised if we did. So does Rubio, does Rubio get any brownie points? Does he get any push from well, coming it, close they're, they're here, or is a loss a loss? A loss is a loss, but they're going to try and spin it, and the number of delegates is probably going to end up being maybe 14-13 in, in Virginia, given the way that they split the vote up. And and, and they're certainly going to take one little bit of, of, of cosmic justice. In Lynchburg, the home of Jerry Falwell Jr., who endorsed Donald Trump, Marco Rubio is running first, Ted Cruz second, and Donald Trump is currently running third. So the power of that endorsement seems... At least, so been, at least on the hometown turf. And Jerry Fall was a really good guy, but, but that is a little bit of an odd you, result. You, you were saying earlier when Virginia was in doubt, Joe, that, that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Trump for Rubio actually to win Virginia. Explain yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I would be moving votes to him if you could do it. Because, look, look what's going on right now is an almost perfect night for for Trump. Yeah. He's going to win a bunch of states, yeah. but, but he's being threatened in Vermont. By who? Kasich. Uh, who uh, is surprising second. He's going to claim that he can go on. Trump, for Rubio actually... Uh, the stream's getting heavy. So sometimes when they... Sometimes when they uh, because we, we're pulling in the different networks from uh, the different internet streams, right, right. sometimes they loop when the streams get really busy. So that was actually, but that was actually a perfect spot to cut it off because uh, so uh, Kasich actually doing well in Vermont... Uh, not Vermont. Uh, where did he did he say Vermont? Now that I think about it, I don't remember what state he mentioned. I'll have to check. Uh, but that to yeah. me is, so, that is uh, I thought this would be a I thought this would be a, a I don't know not I, so clean. I'm for not him. sure I understand that argument. Why, why the hell is Kasich getting some delegates a problem for really anybody who's you know? Because that Republican Party needs things to consolidate for them. They need things to they need they need to get they really need Kasich out. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how closely you follow conservative kind of talk radio things like that, but. They're all but writing off Kasich and Carson already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've noticed. I, I mean, especially, guy, especially Carson. Uh, it seems to me that seems to be. I a, don't. That's another one I don't understand. Again, 
Carson would have been great if he could just talk a little louder. Yeah, his delivery is really pretty. His uh, delivery is weak, but his yeah. his message is actually it's a positive message, and, and none of those other guys can claim a positive message. Yeah, and it's a. It seems like it, it's a. It's a. His message is rationality. <laughs> Right. Let's not be a bunch of crazies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, which I thought, yeah, which is just apparently not uh, not going to get him anywhere. I'm trying to look at what they were talking about for Kasich right now. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got. So right now, Trump has got the night with 15 delegates. Kasich has zero, and Rubio has zero. But that's because only three percent of the total yeah. reported voting is in right now. I find it amazing that Jeb Bush dropped out before Ben Carson, Kasich, and Ted Cruz. Well, he's suspended, right? He's suspended. So oh, does, he's out. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? He's going to come in at the last second. At the convention. He comes in at the convention and he's like, uh, so are you sick of Trump? I'm back. I'm back, everybody. That's, uh, you know. So no here, uh, ABC is talking about estimated delegates won so far. Not about demographics. Let's about see what they have to say. About the turnout. It comes down to the math. And for that, no one knows more than 538's Walt Hickey, who joins us live in the studio. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it is true. We're what? fans of yours. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back. So, what are you Alicia watching Alicia Vikander, your head in Ohio. Yeah, okay, no, 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 no. No more Oscars. Uh, let's talk about what you're looking at tonight. Yeah. Across the board, which state catches your attention and why? Oklahoma. Um, the whole 538 team is over live-blogging the whole process right now. Mm-hmm. And based on what we're seeing, Oklahoma is one of the most interesting states in America tonight. You've got competitive races on both sides. Cruz was behind in Oklahoma, according to the polling that we had seen so far. Mm-hmm. Based on early results that we had kind of seen from exit polls, he actually appears to be up. And on the Democratic side, it's by far the most interesting state. Bernie Sanders has had a lot of momentum in there recently, and, and it was one of the toughest states to essentially get a good prediction on early on. So Oklahoma is absolutely one to watch, especially. I have a hmm. question, really, about John Kasich, because we've been on now for an hour and 40 minutes, and his name actually hasn't come up. <laughs> um, and that's for good reason. He's not one of the, the front runners. Um, th- looking at across the states tonight on the data you have, and your data, as I understand it, is not exit polling. Your data is all the data you gathered up until today. Um, but is there anywhere in play or anywhere exciting for John Kasich? So Kasich has been tough to game out. Well, when you kind of have a three-man race, essentially, which is what we kind of see on the Republican side, it- it's... You, that's the best that you can oftentimes do. Uh, adding in those extra two parties, you really have tr- struggles modeling because mm. it, adding in the small amounts of the votes. What we've been actually spellbound tonight on is Vermont. Mm. Uh, Vermont, case is just actually hanging tight with Trump. Like, that was totally unexpected. He was not uh, looking that great in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, he had a very, very good night in New Hampshire. Uh, but that appears to have kind of carried over into Vermont. So this is a, this must be a really exciting night. For so you're looking at them uh, as far as you see it right now, because Vermont's been called on the Democrat side yeah. for Bernie Sanders because it's his home state. Yeah, pay attention on the Republican side. That's going to be an interesting. You think it's more or less neck and neck between Donald Trump and John Kasich the, in, in, in Vermont? That's how you have it right now. That's how exit polls that I've seen have it so far. I can't, I can't characterize it much further than that, but based on what I seen we've actually seen a lot of excitement from some of the 538ers when it comes hmm. to what's so uh i didn't uh, you know i hadn't really thought about uh some of this guy's got some interesting analysis uh he's not really he's not really saying stuff that anybody else is saying on the other networks this is what this man brings to the table you probably can't make heads or tails of it i can't i'm up close <laughs> i can't make heads or tails of it it's a lot of numbers yeah. it's a lot of percentages this is when you cram an excel spreadsheet you know how in college they sometimes let you huh, fascinating uh just from from a standpoint of uh, it's interesting but really so what is the most impact case it can have yeah well he he adds another body to an already beleaguered campaign and makes it that much easier for hillary to win the general yeah i agree i agree it looks like cnn is uh making us think about something i think they're uh, they're about to do a 
do I'm it. Up, I'm updated, so I'm going to so I'm going to toggle over to CNN real quick. Let's go back to Wolf. Wolf. We're getting ready. To, we're going to hear from uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, but we got a key race alert right now. Some close races underway. Let's start off in Vermont on the Republican side. Donald Trump is ahead, but only what nine percent of the vote is in. He's got thirty-three point six percent. John Kasich twenty-eight point seven percent. Marco Rubio nineteen point two percent. That's in Vermont. In Virginia, Donald Trump is ahead. Eighty-three percent of the vote is in. He's got thirty-six point three percent. Rubio thirty point eight percent. Ted Cruz distant third sixteen point nine percent. In Oklahoma, yeah. very close contest underway right now. Ten percent yeah. of the vote is in. Donald Trump is ahead with thirty-two point four percent. Twenty-nine point nine percent for Ted Cruz. Marco Rubio in third place. Twenty-three point nine percent. That's in Oklahoma. Texas, the biggest prize Here of the go. night. They See, close all, all right. the polls at the top of the hour, but they've released numbers so far. Ted Cruz is ahead. It's his home state. Thirty-eight point seven percent. Donald Trump. Uh, 28.2 percent in second behind. place. Marco Rubio in third place with 19.9 percent. We're going to be closing Texas right at the top of the hour. We'll see what's going on there. Let's move on to the Democratic side right now. Uh, it's a close race in Massachusetts. Look how close huh. it is. Only four yeah, percent wow. of the vote wow. is in. But Bernie Sanders with 49 a key race alert right oh, now. And it loops. So Sanders is actually doing better than I expected uh, over there. But boy, look how tight it is. Uh, That's amazing. All, all, we know where it's not tight right now. It just seems like Texas. All Although it's still pretty early, those are early, early numbers, but it seems like it's not so tight well, in Texas. You know, it, it, it's interesting, though, right, because Texas is really only important to Ted Cruz. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, it's a lot Trump, of delegates, though. It's a lot of delegates. It's a lot of delegates, right, right, right. It's not all, yeah. If you take a look at the Democratic race in Texas, we're waiting, obviously, for the El Paso area to close, but at 15% of the vote way in, 66%. This is what she's looking for, Wolf, not only in Texas, but across the South. She, she's racking up. She's got, boy, the streaming service is really coming coming apart. She's got a 66%, uh, uh, and, and Sanders is at thir- That's a commanding thir- lead. Woo! That's, that, is, yeah. that is really something, huh? Uh, all right, so looking at, uh, I'll check over on the uh, the Fox News feed too. Gosh, look at that Hillary Clinton dominating, dude. <laughs> the dog, the dog is killing it. All right, let's see what Fox News is talking about right now. For the Washington Examiner and a Fox News contributor, Byron, good to see you. So one of the stats from tonight: Donald Trump is the first Republican president, the presidential candidate, oh. to win primaries in both New Hampshire, yeah, uh, and in Georgia since George H. W. Bush, twenty eight years ago. It's remarkable the coalition he's pulling together. It really is. And and he's going to be able to say, look, I won in Alabama and in Georgia and Massachusetts and New Hampshire. What more do you want? I can win all across this country. So I think Trump uh, is going to make that argument, mm. although I do think. Yeah, I think he's probably right. Uh, that's what yeah. that's really what tonight is. Geez, this is this is really kind of a, this is kind of historical to see uh, a candidate come in like this that is so far out. He's so the opposite of what Romney was the last time through. He's so the opposite of what what a Romney candidate was, and I find that to be also pretty interesting to reflect on. Uh, and I, I wonder at, at what point. Well, uh, I think what 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 kind of what kind of killed Romney is he was too vanilla, don't you think? He was a little just too vanilla, and uh, he didn't own his wealth like uh, Trump does. Like Trump is just bold about, it. I'm rich. You know, he goes around telling everybody how rich he is. Uh, whereas Romney was awkward about his wealth because he wanted to seem like he could connect to the common man. Um, and I just uh, – I wonder, Mike, when you were watching all of this, at what point did you start going, OK, Trump is actually going to be a serious candidate? Did you think that from the beginning or did you have a switch in your thinking about him? You know, it was when I saw – I think it was the second debate and he just destroyed uh, uh, Jeb. I mean mm. absolutely dominated Jeb. I said, holy crap. It could be Trump. It, and, and really, I had been walking around saying, it's a Clinton-Bush election. Here we go again. 
Right. That's but what I was thinking, too. Trump has hit. He's hit a vein of anger and of disillusionment that I think is, is problematic in a lot of ways. But particularly, he is going to tear that party apart. I, this is, I don't I don't know if it's going to be that or if I, I, I feel like the party is pretty good at uh, realigning. Actually, it seems like that's the opposite of what they're at. But if you look, if you watch them since the Tea Party and things like that, they're pretty good at sort of seeing where the popular trend is going and, and, and sort of changing message to, to kind of go with that. That's not beyond them. It's, some issues take them longer than others. But, you know, I, I, I don't think that – I don't know if it's Trump. – Trump is tapping into an angry, you know, aggressive, pissed-off electorate that feels like the, the, their politicians, they've hired all a bunch of scammers and, and liars. And uh, that's not false, but – Right, exactly. And so right. – but the other thing is – uh, he, I think, has been exceptionally well at he as like a really good salesman can size up somebody real quick and he can hit them where they're the weakest and brand them that way. You know, he did that to Jeb right on out of the gate. Jeb, low energy, you know, just just low energy kind of guy. Rubio now. Now he's going after Rubio. And I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh he did a little Rubio trolling. I have a clip of here that I'll play for you. A little trolling of Rubio up on stage after that debate where Rubio really pounded him. He opens up a bottle of water. He's holding a bottle it's of water. Rubio! Oh. And now he's throwing it all around. That's what it. Then he throws the water bottle. There you go. So yeah, that you know, and he's been now. Now he just takes shots that like other politicians in the past haven't taken, and he claims he's not a politician too at the same time. So I think that's been appealing about him too. I, I, I think I think for me, you know, to answer the question I asked you, I think it was I think it was probably during the the uh, second or third debate where I started going. Uh, you know, he's he is. Uh, I think it was the it was the debate after uh, the one he he refused to attend for some reason. That seemed to be it. Oh, Ham Radio reports that he thinks the calls are working again. We so, can take calls. Yeah, Boom. he thinks he's got. Look at him figuring out one eight seven seven three four seven zero zero one one. If you want, and Ham will start stacking it up. Start stacking it up. So, and when you call in, if you're a Cruise supporter, tell me why. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, no, no, I'd be curious too. Like, what do you like? Here's here's what, what you I like. Here's what I want to ask people that like Cruise: Is does he creep you out a little bit? Is does and, he make and, you a little uncomfortable? And is he the Zodiac Killer? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I love the CNN uh, panel that they got here. Just a bunch of say nothing, do nothing guys that sit here. I wonder if the N word. I think Jeffrey said this, and he's exactly right. It's going to help Mr. Trump. Mm-hmm. I, this uh, Dana is. Can you imagine? I mean, these guys just sit here, and I don't, I don't, I don't know, Mike. I just don't, I don't know what to make of it. That's that's the job I could actually succeed at. You right could. There. You'd, you'd be pretty good at it. So uh, watching this. Uh, I don't have a uh, I don't have like a reliable MSNBC feed this time around. I've been following them in the past because Brywise, uh, you know, he's been he's been anchoring with um, what's her face, uh, your good friend, um, uh, what's her name? Why am I drawing a blank on Rachel good, Maddow? Yeah, Maddow, Maddow, your yeah. good friend Maddow. Yeah, uh, he's been uh, co-anchoring with her, and uh, I, th- I thought it's been okay. It's been all right, I thought, uh, but I didn't end up getting a reliable connection uh, from uh, from MSNBC from MSNBC feed, uh, but I. I don't know. We can try this one. This is my first try, my first style. My first take at it. And, and uh, I'm not one, at all saying that is Mark 
No, I almost got it though. I'm close. I was starting. I'm actually starting to get a feed from MSNBC now, which is actually kind of a cool breakthrough. Let me try that again. I actually didn't know that one was working, but I, I think I might have got it. Uh, Democratic side, 117 total delegates at stake. You see the man next to her on the Republican side in the state of Georgia, Donald Trump, the projected winner there. In Virginia, for the Democrats, we're projecting that when the votes are counted there, Hillary Clinton will be the victor in Virginia tonight. On the Republican side, here's a story too close to call with Trump and Rubio vying for first in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Up to New England we go. No surprise, Vermont. Bernie Sanders has carried his home state as one of two senators from that state. The Republican race in Vermont. Feeling it. Sorry. The, Democrat, <laughs> the, uh, the governor of Ohio has spent a lot of time of late, ah. is at this hour too early to call with Trump and Kasich vying for the lead there. Rachel? That's what you've got at 7 o'clock. Stunning. Those are some actually very stunning and interesting results. I mean, obviously, the top line there, Georgia and Virginia are both states that Hillary Clinton lost to Barack Obama in 2000. Wow, not only did she I get a good feed, this is a good picture. Points. She lost Virginia by 29 points. Yeah. Her locking up those states tonight on the Democratic side is itself news. John Kasich being in the too early to call lane in, the money. Uh, yeah. in Vermont is very interesting. John Kasich, I think, is an, a very interesting factor on the Republican side. He does does have money. He is marshalling his resources. He's not trying to compete everywhere. He's trying to stay alive. He has spent money for Super Tuesday in Alaska, Massachusetts, and Vermont. And if that spending kept him uh, within shooting distance in Vermont, that's a very, very interesting story to tell. I didn't expect that. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I didn't see that coming. And I guess I should have because uh, I should yeah. be watching the money. But uh, yeah, I didn't. All right, so Mike, I'm well, gonna I'm gonna uh, pull in. Uh, go ahead. Uh, in a moment, I'm gonna pull in Sweet Lou, who's on hold. He might not be able to in. hear you. So okay, I'll I'll translate if you need to pass it along. But I didn't. I don't think I have him mic'd into you, uh, Mr. Lou. Are you there? Hey, Chris, it's me. I'm here. Hello, Mr. Lou. So I know you wanted to get on the air and share something with us. Go ahead. You got a moment until I think our uh, our next results come in. So take it. Uh, back in the early 1990s, late 80s, early 90s, there was this comedian called Bill Hicks, and he did this one bit that pretty much describes how I feel about this whole Super Tuesday situation going on. And it goes a little something like this. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. And the ride goes up and down and round and round, and it has thrills and chills, and it's very brightly colored, and it's very loud. And it's fun for a while. Some people have been on the ride for a long time, and they begin to question, is this real, or is this just a ride? And other people have remembered, and they come back to us and they say, hey, don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. And we kill those people. Shut them up. We have a lot invested in this ride. Shut them up. Look at my quarrels <laughs> of worry. Look well, at this my took a bank account and my family. This has to be real. It's just a ride. But we always kill those good guys who try and tell us that. Ever notice that? And we let the demons run amok. Hmm. But it doesn't matter because it's just a ride. And we can change it anytime we want. 
It's only a choice. No just hustle, a ride. Don't worry. No job. No savings and money. Just a choice. Right now, between fear and love. The eyes of fear want you to put bigger locks on your door, buy bigger guns, close yourself off. The eyes of love instead see all of us as one. Here's what we can do to change the world right now into a better ride. Take all that money we spend on weapons and defense each year and instead spend it feeding, clothing, and educating the poor of the world, which you would do many times over, not one human being excluded, and we can explore space together, both inner and outer. That's so beautiful. Peace. That's gorgeous. That's a, so that's a quote from Bill Hicks. Thank you, Mr. Lou. That uh, was deep, passionate, and thought-provoking. Uh, I'm going to check right in here on the on results. On the Republican side, here's a story too close to call with Trump and Rubio vying for first. In the and it looks, like, uh, it looks like Clinton's uh, taking uh, to the stage, too, and doing some, some yakety like. Let me uh, tune into uh, CNN's feed because they're, uh, I think, covering the Clinton uh, campaign, doing a live speech right now. And then we got another caller. I congratulate Senator Sanders on his strong showing and campaigning, and I'm grateful to all of you who voted for me, to the volunteers and organizers. This is in Miami, Florida, where she's at right now. I know you've worked your hearts out, and to all my friends, many of a lifetime who traveled to all the states to tell people about the candidate they knew, and to the hundreds of thousands of people who went to HillaryClinton.com to give what they could, most less than $100. Now this campaign moves forward to the Crescent City, the Motor City, and beyond. And beyond. We're going to work for We're going to go together. To and... <laughs> All right, so I'll, uh, we don't need to listen to the whole thing because uh, those will all be up on YouTube if you guys want to check them out later. But so there, she's doing her speech now. And uh, as we wait for uh, more re- uh, results to come in, let's bring on Mr. Suspect, who wants to respond to you, Mike, about Trump tuning into anger. Uh, he's got a response. So, Mr. Suspect, are you there? Hi, yeah. What's uh, hi, Chris? Um, so earlier, Michael had said that you know Trump's tapping into some anger and disillusionment from certain parts of the country, and I just think when it President Trump make that situation worse because not only would the Democrats in Congress not cooperate with them, but the Republicans in Congress won't cooperate with them either. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, oh, I don't wow, that's anything. A, you know <laughs> what, Mr. Suspect, I'm going to I'll hang up on Mr. Suspect so you can hear Mr. Dominic's response uh, by listening to the feed. Great question, Mr. Dominic. Go ahead. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, let's be clear. The people voting for Trump who are angry and disillusioned aren't necessarily going to be happy with President Trump, right? Um, this is why I keep going on about this whole Trump is going to, in my opinion, damage or destroy the Republican Party. That party is going to fragment, which may actually be a good thing in, for the country in the long run because we probably shouldn't have two gigantic parties. But hmm. he's going to get nothing done. He's Think about Barack Obama's presidency. You know, Obama constantly complains that the Republicans have shut down everything, but in fact, he actually did get some stuff done to a point, right? I don't think Trump gets anything done other than through executive I, you action. Know, yeah, okay, maybe. I actually think the problem is is Trump ends up kind of being like Obama. He becomes the great compromiser and pisses people off. Uh, he said this just recently. Trump is poised to win big in Virginia and in other key states. There may be no way of stopping him, unless there is. His opponents are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at him. Ted Cruz hitting it mafia ties. And even hitting Trump on immigration, charging Trump backpedaled in an off-the-record interview with the New York Times. 
Trump hit back on Fox News. Things are negotiable. I'll be honest with you. You know, I'll make the wolf two feet shorter or something. I mean, everything's negotiable. It's not negotiable. I actually said, no, building it, not negotiable. We have some good people over here and they're going to go out. But we will work out some system that's fair. But we either have a country or we don't. We need a border. We need a wall. So he says, I'll negotiate. Everything's negotiable. So he gets into office, all these things. He said, well, that's what I was shooting for. But I got to be reasonable. I have to negotiate. That's what I think happens once he gets into office. Uh, I mean, sure, everybody has to negotiate, right? Obama had to negotiate. You can't be president and sit there and be like, nah, my way or the highway. Yeah, exactly. But let me ask you a question. Uh, how affordable is your health care, Chris? Oh, geez, it's awful. Yeah, Because that-, that was a negotiation. That was a compromise. So w- taking that example, wouldn't you agree? And, I, and in fact, if somebody wants to call in and argue with me on this, though I can't actually argue back. Um, I would say that the Affordable Care Act was actually a perversion of, of what may or may not have been a good idea to where it actually is worse than the system it replaced. Yeah. yeah. I mean, truly. And, and I, as Code Radio listeners might know, I have had some very, very recent, in fact, again, experience with this where it's, you know, I don't know how you define affordable, but I do not define this as affordable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Affordable Care Act, is it is not it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, it's been really. It's actually really rough for me. It's actually. It's it's a serious hardship. Actually, it's, it's a, a serious problem. And you know, I don't necessarily think that Democrats ought to be happy with what they did. And the Republicans, I, I mean, who who won? Nobody won. That's my point. So if Trump is going to be the compromiser in chief, what is he going to compromise on? I mean, he's joking about his wall being two feet shorter, but. The Republicans are never going to do tariffs to the level that we would need and to the level that Trump is talking about, right? Right. Uh, The Democrats are never going to let him have a giant wall against Mexico. It's just not going to happen. So what does he get? Does he get slightly higher tariffs on suits from Canada? Like really? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's going to be a even that even something minor is going to be a fight the whole way. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Do you do you have uh, do you have any interest in the third party candidates at all? Uh, are you following that at all? So I actually, I actually am a. I do contribute to the Libertarian Party in New Jersey. I'm. <laughs> look at you. Yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty much on board with my boy uh, McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Very As good. Much as that means me to say, you know, chilling in the jungle somewhere. Yeah. 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 Well. This, this is cracking libert- iPhones, chilling in the jungle and cracking iPhones. Give him credit yeah. after all. The libertarian, <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to do it himself. I mean, yeah, yeah. They should have just called him. I don't I know. know what their problem is. I don't know either. Uh, libertarians, if they could just like stop snorting Coke for like five seconds and, <laughs> and see what's happening to the Republicans in front of them, you know, there is a whole wing of the Republican Party that is actually socially liberal. In terms of they don't give a rat's ass about gay marriage or anything like that. They just don't want to pay taxes. There are people from New York, New Jersey, and this general area. The libertarians may be able to straight up over time and if they actually – again, they they have an immaturity problem, the libertarians. They are too principled for their own good. You're going to have to compromise. You're not going to get everything you want. 
as a party. Well, do you think sometimes part of the issue is is that they don't get enough exposure to? Uh, there's a clip here from uh, RT I have, and RT loves to kind of poke at these kind of things. Oh, Tom Hartman's my man, though he is not a libertarian and at all. He, uh, he, this clip, I think it's you know it's from their new show. They talk sure. about some strategies that the GOP and Democrats have done to sort of discredit and derail uh, third parties. I'll play a little bit of this, and uh, mm-hmm. well, we'll we, we can we can continue the conversation. How are you doing? No, I, I ought to run. I mean, the last Republican debate looked like the WWE. <laughs> hey, you could have pinned those guys, couldn't you? I, I, I'm wait. <laughs> I'm 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 waiting. I'm waiting for the next Republican debate so somebody hits somebody with a chair. <laughs> hey, Governor. Uh, what do you are you really thinking about jumping into this mess? And that's what it is on all fronts. It seems like. Well, I'm I'm considering. You know, the liberty. This is your buddy Jesse Ventura. He's going to go for the Libertarian Party. Libertarian oh, yeah, Party and I have baby. conversed a couple of times, and uh, they have their convention the end of May. And last uh, election, of course, they they nominated former uh, New Mexico Governor Gary Johnson, a terrific guy, kicked out of the Republican Party, pretty much. And uh, they're very interested in me being their nomination. And uh, I'm watching things unfold on the Democratic and Republican side, and I'm seeing this this swelling of anger out there. And if in the end it ends up Hillary and, you know, and not Trump or a regular candidate or even with Trump, you know, Jesse Ventura coming into the race changes the dynamics of it completely, I would think. And uh, I've been pretty successful at beating the two parties before. I've done it twice. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm giving it consideration. It, it, it might be a fun time. You know, I'm a warrior. I am angry today, though, at Mr. Rubio because... Uh, there we go. So I don't really want to go too far into that. But that was so, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, Mike. Who would be your third-party candidate then if that's the case? Um, picture this. Okay, I'm Washington, D.C., 2025. We have a Republican Party that has failed to bring on that Latino vote that I keep talking about. We have Northeastern Republicans. Remember, they are not evangelicals by any stretch who are basically economically conservative and socially liberal. If there was a new party rising that didn't have the baggage that the Republican uh, Party uh-huh. is definitely going to have that said, listen, we don't care who you want to sleep with, but you know what? Your money is your money. You know what? You want to you wanna get liquor, get liquor. You want to smoke pot, smoke pot. The problem the libertarians have is that they don't stop there, right? And this is the lesson they have to learn. You are never, ever, ever, ever going to get this country back to where it was in the in the you know eighteen hundreds where cocaine was legal. But if they just stop at, you know, we are socially liberal and fiscally conservative, they could probably the, one, in- the struggling party. Oh, sorry, Hill Dog's still going. I didn't realize she was still going. Sorry, Mike. Continue. No, they have an opportunity to fracture and take a a main part of the Republican coalition hmm. away from the Republican Party. And probably uh, Trump is going to play a pretty crucial role in that impression, pushing people over there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I always feel like we get to this stage in the election and we start looking at the uh, at the third party candidates and we start and we start going, gosh, I wish maybe we were talking more about them. Gosh, I wish these guys have have more of a shot. It's really easy to get caught up and and wrapped up in, in their in their campaign and what they say. But it just there's just really no shot. There's really no shot. 
There's, uh, it is so now wrapped up in what the media gives attention to. Uh, and look at this. I mean, look at the Hill Dog is still she's still going right now because she's got a prime time spot. And these sure. news networks have nothing else to do but to run her so she can go for as long as she wants. And they're thankful for it. They got time to kill. Save a little money. But there's another story in Flint. It's a story of a community that's been knocked down but refused to be knocked out. It is. It is hundreds of union plumbers coming from across the country to help install new water fixtures. It's students raising funds for water deliveries and showing up to distribute supplies. It's the United Auto Workers and General Motors donating millions of dollars to help. And hmm. when- yeah, so mm. she's on. Yeah, I would on. not be campaigning on General Motors. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Ford. I would. I would talk about Ford. But yeah, General, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she likes to give credit to Obama for uh, saving the uh, union. So Rubio's also uh, for for saving the car, the, the Detroit. Oh, yeah. you know, Rubio's uh, up on stage right now, also talking. But thank God they found this great country where anything is possible, where everyone can go as far as their talent and their work will take them. But we know that the things that make America special were not an accident. They did not happen on their own. They happened because for over 200 years, each generation of Americans did what they needed to do to leave their children better off than themselves. I know of no place in America that understands that better than we do here. For literally every single one of us here is but a generation removed from someone who made our future the purpose of their lives. Only in America would that have been possible. But that American dream that changed our lives and changed the world is in trouble now. For the first time in a long time, young Americans believe the American dream is dead. It is not dead, but it is in a lot of trouble. Because after eight years of Barack Obama, the American dream, but that American dream... stream fart. That changed you know, our lives and changed the world. Let's. Uh, I was kind of done with Rubio. Um, you know, Mike, I'm looking right now. I at, think we're uh, all done with Rubio, but keep going. I'm watching. I'm watching the Twitter feeds, and everybody's like, "Trump's got it. Trump's got it. Trump's got it." Uh, it's geez, Louise. So I, I want to just tune in. We'll go because I think CNN's going to do a an update here. So let's tune in to CNN, and, and we'll see where they're at. And as well as long as the stream holds up, Cruz wins in Texas. Let's take a look uh, at some of the votes Cruz actually coming in from Texas right now uh, on the Democratic side. Nineteen percent of the vote has been counted. She's got a sizable lead. Hillary Clinton with sixty-six point six percent. Bernie Sanders only thirty-one point five percent. We have projected Hillary Clinton wins Texas on the Republican side a bit closer, but Ted Cruz is the winner. A third of the Republican vote is now in. Ted Cruz with thirty-nine point two percent. Donald Trump with 28.2% and 19% for Marco Rubio. We've got some more votes coming in right now. First, on the Republican side, let's take a look at this. Wow. In Oklahoma right now, Ted Cruz slightly ahead of Donald Trump uh-huh. and Marco Rubio. Uh-huh. 33.8% for Cruz, 30% for Donald Trump, 23.7% for Marco Rubio. Very close, a third of the vote, 37% of the vote is in, in Oklahoma. 
in uh, Arkansas. Only 12% of the vote is in, but Donald Trump has a slight lead right now. Donald Trump with 32.5%. Marco Rubio, 29.5%. Yeah. Ted Cruz. They're all going to stay in. Yeah, yeah. It really is starting to feel that way, isn't it? Uh, it's starting to feel, I mean, it's starting to feel like uh, if it, although here's what I think, Mike, too. If it was anybody else but Trump this far in the lead, it would be, if it was Rubio pulling Trump's numbers right now, it would be a foregone conclusion. If it was, if it was Cruz pulling Trump's numbers right now, foregone conclusion, yep. don't you think? It's because they don't want to accept Trump that it's still such a question, don't you think? Doesn't that kind of feel like where it's at now? Is it's kind of obviously Trump, but they just don't want to accept it? Hmm. <laughs> uh, if you look at I it, mean, I mean, their actions definitely say that they're really, really trying to prop up, particularly Rubio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It definitely feels like they're trying to prop up Rubio. Huh. 15% for Marco Rubio. We've got some more votes coming in right now. First, all right. So uh, that gives us. Uh, so I'm going to go check uh, your your friend of mine, Google, and it's just uh, Google will give you a quick uh, uh, Super Tuesday uh, delegate count. Now we'll see where we're at with the Super Tuesday stuff. Uh, so delegates uh, go so far. Trump with 182 delegates now. Uh, Rubio with 28. Cruz with 22. Kasich with six and Carson with five. This is not a good night for Carson. All right, so it's good night, Carson. Good night, Kasich. But Ohio could, still is going to happen. So, so but uh, yeah. But if you take uh, Carson and Kasich's numbers and you give them to Rubio, Rubio still well, he's he still pull, way behind. He's pull, mean, way behind Trump, but he definitely pulls ahead of Cruz. So Rubio has twenty eight delegates right now, and Cruz has twenty two. And Trump one eighty two, which is one eighty two. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, it's just a commanding lead. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Alabama fifty delegates, Alaska twenty eight delegates, uh, Georgia seventy six delegates, delegates, uh, Arkansas forty, Minnesota thirty eight, Ohio forty three, um, and so on the Democratic side. Uh, better if Hillary Clinton's doing really good. Seven hundred and twenty-three delegates for Hillary Clinton. Seven hundred and twenty-three. And can I get a little color? Oh, but look at those super delegates, baby. Yeah, I mean fifty-eight for Bernie. Yeah, there's but still look at that. there's still three thousand eight hundred eighty-four available. So yeah. <laughs> no, but she has. I mean, more than half of her her delegates are super delegates. Yes. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like uh, that, almost all of Bernie's are actual votes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to throw that out there. Like, just like most of Bernie's funding is from actual people. Kind of funny how that and works. Not Goldman Sachs. Yeah. If, if you are a Democrat and you are, you know, a traditional Democrat, you're for the working man, how the hell can you support Clinton? Really? Yeah. There has never been a bigger Wall Street shill in the history of. I'm going to pull up Rubio again here a second. We are going to rebuild the United States military. Uh, he was attacking Trump there for a moment, but uh, I like this line of Rubio's. We're going to rebuild the military. We're going to rebuild the military. We're going to have a real war on terror, which means the best intelligence agencies in the world will find the terrorists. The best military in the world will destroy them. A very enthusiastic Marco Rubio speaking in Florida tonight, showing a tremendous amount of confidence, but not showing... So now I've uh, tuned in. We we haven't done an RT live feed, so now we're calling RT as Ed Schultz. It's also been a savior-type night for Ted Cruz, who has won his state of Texas. That's two states that Cruz has won, Iowa and Texas. He'll use that as a narrative to keep going to try to push Rubio. 
Rubio Indeed. out of the race. Texas, a pivotal state to win for Ted Cruz. No doubt about that. When we come back here on RT America, our continuing coverage of Super Tuesday, we'll get insights from... Hey, you know what's nice about Unfilter? No ad breaks. Patreon.com slash Unfilter if you'd like to keep us going. Patreon.com slash Unfilter. Uh, So it's interesting to see RT covering this too, even though – well, I guess it is RT America. And now they got got Ed Schultz. Yeah. Yeah. So actually what's coming up next, and maybe this might be our wrapping point for the evening, is uh, Mr. Donald Trump is supposed to do a speech. So it's funny, like if you look at the Fox feed right now, they're covering Rubio uh, on mute, and they got <laughs> in fact they just switched to the empty Trump room. The lower thirds is a waiting conference, so they've now switched away from Rubio, and they're just doing commentary while they vamp and wait for Trump. Uh, that kind of says something too, don't you? So think? are you are you uh, are you about ready to call the night then and just well put, I th- put it on the table? I I mean I think I want to see I want to see Trump. I want to see what he says, uh, and then I want maybe we'll recap and do a little rap yeah. because uh, no, no, I mean call it for the candidates. Yeah, I, I think do right at the end. I, I think I, I'm just about ready to. I think yeah. I want to. We're so when Trump speaks, uh, we're gonna get uh, we'll get a, we'll get something, and then I, while he's talking, I'm gonna go do a little meta analysis of some of the numbers, and, and I think I'm re- I'll be ready to call it. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got it, but he's probably got a few minutes before he comes out on stage. I mean, it'll be a huge speech, that's for sure. You think it'll be huge? Huge. Mr. Trump and the campaign here are waiting to see if any other states are going to be called. Uh, right now, it appears that he is 1-5, projected to win five of the 11 big states for the Republicans on Super Tuesday. Uh, but there is still a question about Ted Cruz and whether or not he can pull off a win in Oklahoma and or Arkansas, where there's a tight race in a battle there. And when it comes to Trump versus Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio was hoping to get a win out of Virginia and worked really hard there in the last few days and projected to win five of the 11 big states for the Republicans on Super Tuesday. Uh, but there is still a question about Ted Cruz and whether or not he can pull off a win in Oklahoma and or Arkansas, where there's a tight race in a battle there. And when it comes to Trump versus Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio was hoping to get a win out of Virginia and worked really hard there in the last uh, few years. Yeah, I did a little loop on us. Yeah, so this, that is interesting, the point about spending money in Virginia and not getting a win out of it. That's a bit, that is sometimes the bigger blow to these campaigns than anything else is when they hustle super hard and then don't have anything to show for it. Uh, that's a that is a bit of an issue that uh, we're we're hearing that Bernie wins Oklahoma. Are we hearing true? Are we hearing that here? I'll, we're hearing, I'll, I'll, hearing I'll, that on I'll, the feed. I'll, I'll pull up CNN based on things he says and things he does. Although he has not endorsed any, he's in line with Donald Trump, but historically not so much. I'm on not. Where are you seeing that? Yeah, uh, it was in the it was in the chat. But I think Bernie's ahead, fifty one point six percent. So far, five wins tonight for Donald. Trump. He's in line with. Ah, geez, the stream is really people really. You know, it's interesting, Mike, is people really have a, a pretty serious interest in this, uh, which well, is good. I mean, I mean, this is. I, you know, I, I think for the Republican convention, though, let's break uh, Joe Staffs and have everybody fight to the death. Ooh, good call. I like that. You know, if they could just do like a Klingon pain stick ritual, I'd, I'd watch that. That works. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, I th- I think Trump definitely has the advantage there, though. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of mass on him. Although Rubio <laughs> might be quick. He might be, you know, he might be, he might be quick. You never know. Yeah, we do have the master board up right now uh, looking at the numbers. Uh, boy, look at that. Kasich is just in bad shape. Kasich and, and so is Carson. They're both in pretty bad shape. Uh, but boy, Clinton is just doing great. The New York Times, NPR, everybody's doing live coverage of this ass right yeah. now. Uh, I'm kind of curious to I, – I, since I found the RT feed, I'm kind of curious to see what RT's saying. Yeah, what is some, Putin's take? Yeah. A little bit more about what is her vision for public education. Let's go to our panel now. Joining us tonight is Larry Cohen, former president of the Communication Workers of America and head of the Democracy Initiative. Also with us tonight is Mitch Caesar from Florida, uh, head of the Broward County Democratic Party 
and former chair of the state party. And also with us, radio talk show host Heidi Harris. Great to have all of you with us tonight. A night where uh, some very interesting things are unfolding, especially in Florida. Absolutely. Mitch, I've got to toss the first question to you. Rubio just giving, uh, I'm not sure what it was, a victory speech. I'm not sure where you want to call it. He has yet to win a state. Um, He's still trailing in the second and third place. Um, The question is, what's really in it for him to keep going? I mean, tonight could have been a night where he uh, let go. Uh, He kept saying, when I become president, when I'm president, when I'm president. Um, uh, What do you make of it? Well, he made very bold predictions through his folks saying he was definitely going to win Florida. Uh, I think he's a little out of touch with reality, but Donald Trump has to love that because it keeps (laughs) the field clogged. Uh, I'm not convinced he's going to win Florida. In fact, I think at this point Trump will. Here's Rubio's problem. Is that true? He was elected in 2010 by the Tea Party. Then he went with a gang of eight and became part of the establishment. Then he didn't feel comfortable because he got heat. He ran back to the Tea Party. Now he's trying to go back back again and be the establishment canon, saying everybody ought to consolidate under me to beat Donald Trump. He's been in both camps twice uh, in the last number of years. He's not sure where he is. I think, frankly, his problem is it's too little too late. And, and, and his insult uh, competition, if, if you will, with Donald Trump isn't working. Uh, it looks kind of desperate. It's certainly fun and amusing, like in another, a new reality show that's been introduced. But I don't think he's going to Sorry, jeez, holy crap. Uh, We see Ted Cruz has won Texas tonight. That's uh, the life raft off the ship, is it not, Mitch? And what does it mean for him going forward? He's going to be able to make the case that he's the only one. Yeah, I mean, so I'm looking at that's that's where that feed came in. So so, uh, Rubio is in Florida right now. Uh, uh, So is Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. They're all in South Florida watching the Super Tuesday results come in. Uh, I'm looking to see what this. Uh, it must just be how he's polling there. I don't think it's because they're not. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any numbers. I no, don't they're not doing. That. They're not. Uh, yeah, that is. Oh, here, let's continue. Listen. Field. Kasich is going to stay in for whatever reason. Carson's really not even visible. So I think the more crowded the field, I don't think it's a problem that Ted Cruz won Texas. Yes, it might have been a knockout punch for Trump, but he's not really unhappy tonight. The field remains congested. Cruz will go on. But where's his next win? Where's his next even close second? Oh, that's a great Larry question. Cohen, I want to bring you yeah. in because the one thing that stuck out to me in Rubio's remarks was he said, what's at stake is the future of the conservative movement. And the I think you might agree with that, don't you, Mike? The future of the conservative movement. It does seem a the little The future of the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say it's in tatters. I mean, they all say they're the conservative movement. And what does a movement mean? I mean, a movement means that you can see people Organizing, You can see people building something. And I think at this point you see people tearing at each other. Uh, to me, that's not what a movement looks like. Well, uh, we did get some news just a moment ago that Bernie Sanders has won Oklahoma. He's also oh. won his home state of Vermont. It's almost critical, Larry, isn't it, that he wins uh, either Minnesota or Colorado. or both. Goes If he goes anyway, over two there, it's going to be a tough road. He's only got it? two states right now. Yeah, I, I think we'll see Bernie yeah. get uh, lots get one of more. delegates, if not win. Massachusetts, uh, Minnesota, Colorado. Hmm. All right, all right. And, and I just I just have it. Florida doesn't, uh, doesn't vote until March. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, that's why I think they must be talking about polling, perhaps. That's what I was wondering. But yeah. Here's the thing. Any candidate who can't win his home state is screwed. Yeah, I'm going to pull in the CNN feed here just for a sec. Yeah. Because I think they're, uh, let me uh, turn it up because they're, yeah, they're doing a projection right now. 
yes, right now. Here they Bring are. me the wolf. Sanders will win the Oklahoma Democratic presidential primary. This is a big win for Bernie Sanders. He carried his home state of Vermont, but now he carries Oklahoma as well. Uh, let's take a look at the votes in Oklahoma right now with half of the vote already in. Bernie Sanders has a significant lead, 51.8% to 40.5% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, she's about almost 19,000 votes. Ahead. All right. I mean, so, I mean, states that have, uh, we have projected still not winners great. for uh, so far. So he's got two states. Democratic side, Oklahoma's six states proportional, right? Clinton, six states uh, Georgia, for Hill Dog. Virginia. Yeah, Alabama, yeah, yeah. Tennessee, Arkansas, yeah, that's and a good Texas. Point. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the Bernie Sanders has carried Vermont, his home state, as well as Oklahoma. That's an important win for Bernie yeah. Sanders. Yeah. That's that's fifty-two delegates, I believe, for Sanders. I'm not sure. It's not, sure. Enough. It's not enough. Yeah, but still, it's a fifty-two is a good chunk. But yeah, it's still not enough. But it's not even near enough. Yeah. So uh, Trump's got five. Hill Dog's got six. Cruz has got one state. Will win his own state of Texas. You see that right now. We're standing by, by the way, for Donald Trump. He's in Palm Beach, Florida, right now. He's getting ready to speak. We, of course, will want to hear what he has to say about uh, Alders. Will oh, and there's the loop. I like it. We got it. the loops long enough where I just as my attention starts to drift and I start thinking, "Man, Wolf talks funny." Uh, it uh, it loops on us. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Mr. Dominic, so they're all waiting. They're all waiting right now for Trump to speak. We can hang out for a few more minutes and see uh, what Trump has to say. I kind of found the I kind of found the RT analysis surprisingly interesting. Did you? Yeah, I actually like RT. I like my propaganda. Yeah, um, as long yeah. as you know, you know, as long as you know, like the the ingredients to your propaganda are made <laughs> with uh, little uh, Russian spices. <laughs> You know, as long as you when you when you go to eat it, you know, that's what you're getting. Then it's not so bad. He is doing that. Uh, you know, the Democratic Party establishment, which you could say I come out of in a certain way, being a superdelegate for 11 years, uh, you know, goes with the Clintons. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about white members in Congress or African-American or Latino members. The Keith Ellison's, the Raul Grijalva's uh, and, and many others, uh, you know, are trying to build something different. And I think that's what's at stake. So when you're up. So before we wrap tonight, uh, before we get out of here, if anyone does want to call in one last time, uh, now that we got the uh, calls working how uh, does the Republican establishment take the election away from Trump at this point? How do they do it? What's what's they the, don't. It's a, they don't. They, That's my prediction. One eight seven seven three four seven zero zero one one. If you have an idea, yeah, because geez, fascinating. Oh, so uh, speaking of the Republican establishment, we haven't dipped the toes into the Fox News water for a few minutes. Perhaps we should check oh, over there. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, they're at commercial right now. They're at commercial right now. I know what they're all excited about. They're all excited about Trump. They're all excited. I wonder when the when the rest of the world watches. I get the sense from the emails that uh, that uh, the rest of the world is pretty judgy about Trump. They, they don't seem yeah. to be big fans. So <laughs> I wonder when the when the rest of the world watches this, what they what they see is uh, probably yeah. probably not reflecting well on the. On don't us. worry, we're gonna we're gonna have a big wall. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, of course, their politicians aren't aren't, aren't all that great, anyways. All right, I'm checking in on CNN now. Yeah, I say, say a couple of things. Um, first of all, on the recycles, he apparently is not going to win a state. Um, we also uh, talked about uh, this unfortunate uh, failure on Donald Trump's sure. part to be as passionate uh, denouncing. Uh, the KKK as a terrorist or Michael, he apparently is not. Yeah, the KKK. Did you hear yeah, about the KKK yeah, thing? Yeah, I heard you, all about it. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, he didn't do a great job there with that whole KKK thing. He could have. Uh, he could have handled the way he responded to Tapper's questions a little better. That's why he's going to kill the party. <laughs> 
It's going to happen. You watch. Yeah, in fact, uh, your good buddy, your friend Paul Ryan, uh, was uh, got a little... Yeah, we were just having a beer yesterday talking about yeah, it. Yeah, he, Go he got a little political about well, it. We're, we should be having a serious debate about the policies needed to restore the American idea. The American idea? Instead, the conversation over the last few days has been about white supremacist groups. As you know, I try to stay out of the day-to-day -day ups and downs of the primary. But I've also said when I see something that runs counter to who we are as a party and as a country, I will speak up. So today I want to be very clear about something. If a person wants to be the nominee of the Republican Party, there can be no evasion and no games. They must reject any group or cause that is built on bigotry. This party does not prey on people's prejudices. You know what I'm reading here is they, they are they, – they being the core Republican Party are, are really worried about Trump. The fact that they're using this KKK thing as – as, I mean the, the Paul Ryan's going out there and holding a press conference and using this as an opportunity to go after somebody I think is – first of all, it's a pretty limp-wristed uh, attempt. And second of all, it's kind of obvious, don't you think? Don't you feel like that's an obvious – like the, the establishment is concerned about Trump kind of move? Oh, I'm convinced they're – I mean, I've been saying it all night, right? I, they're terrified, and they really should be. But that's telegraphing it right there. I mean, that's reading between – I'm pulling an RT just here for another moment. That if Donald Trump goes up against Hillary Clinton, she's going to eat him for lunch. He's going to slice him and dice him, and I don't think the minority is going to come out for him. I do have some minority friends who do like Donald Trump, but for the most part, most of my friends who are uh, who are minorities do not like him. And at the rallies, what do you see? Certainly here in Vegas, you didn't see a lot of minorities in the audience, virtually none. And I think that does not bode well for him around the country. So who would the minorities come out for on the Republican side? Rubio. I don't know they're going to come out for anybody. I mean, certainly there are some people they're not necessarily going to come out for, but the, the whole point is to make the damage a little bit less, and Hillary Clinton's going to pretty much get all of those people unless you get somebody yep. on the right who's no, more appealing Rubio. to them. You know, Ted Cruz is not saying incendiary things about minorities like Donald Trump is. Marco Rubio, we don't know where he stands from one day to the next about immigration, that kind of thing. Kasich doesn't offend anybody. Uh, Dr. Carson doesn't offend I anybody. I find her analysis to be uh, a little... Uh a little superficial. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to talk about, and it's certainly definitely a, a kind of a politically charged situation. But I would encourage anyone listening who thinks my whole demographic thing is crazy to go read the reports. They exist. They've been done by Princeton, Harvard, the government, that the demographics of the country is changing. And if you compare that change in demographics to the current Republican and current Democratic coalition, as they stand today, and assuming no third party rises, there will be, in, within 20 to 30 years, no more Republican presidents. With the exception of wartime, because Republicans tend to win elections during mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But there's... It, it, this is... The, we, we are watching history. We are watching the end of one of the major parties in a two-party system. Hmm. You might you might be right uh, because uh, I, they I, they are seem to be uh, they seem to be lost in their approach to how to deal with Trump. Like they have taken him on. The, I mean, the Jeb camp, Jeb Bush's campaign suffered the greatest in this miscalculation, and uh, they don't have a solid response. And and you know. Um, if he does end up going up against Clinton, people the, the argument's going to be that she is much more qualified than he is. Well, it, it, it's easy to blame it all on Trump. But remember, 
it's not Trump is no, just you're right. the gun. Right. Right. The problem the Republican Party has to reconcile two things, or actually three things. One is are you the party of the little guy, the worker, the factory guy, the small businessman, or are you the party of free trade and, and big business? Because let me tell you something. As a small businessman, I hate free trade. I would love tariffs because it is very hard for small business people to compete with, uh, you know, frankly, Chinese and Indian companies, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let, let me and I re-registered as a Democrat only because I, I need more protectionist policies, or I simply can't compete. The other side of this coin is: Are you really so blind to the demographic shifts that you're going to alienate the people that? within 100 years, will be the majority ethnic group in this con- country. Which, of course, are Latinos, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a good portion of this country was Mexican territory. <laughs> like, I'm just saying that the math doesn't lie. It may not be polite to talk about. It may not be something, you know, that Paul Ryan or, or uh, Mitch McConnell want to hear. But you are fighting math at this point. And and you think they're just not in a position to uh, to adapt to the changing reality? I think they're not in a position to adapt. Everything that they want to do is is really. Oh, I know, think. Hold on, Mike. I think Ted Cruz go. is winning. I think Ted Cruz might be winning another state. Let me take a look at this. Uh, we'll watch together with all of our viewers. CNN projects Ted Cruz, the Texas senator, will win the Oklahoma Republican presidential primary. It's a second win. After Texas, that is an important win for Ted Cruz tonight, not just one state, Texas, but also neighboring Oklahoma as well. Ted Cruz wins. Take a look at the actual vote that has come in so far. Sixty five percent of the vote is in uh, relatively close. But Cruz is the winner. Thirty four point seven percent. Twenty nine point five percent for Trump. Twenty four percent for Marco Rubio. A very big win for Ted Cruz. So now you got Trump with five states and Cruz with two states and Rubio with no states and you might even uh, Rubio might be the uh, well, of course Carson too. Rubio and Carson Carson might be the two candidates that will end up with any states, assuming that uh, Kucinich actually might get one. But we'll see. Texas and Oklahoma, we have projected, will go for Ted Cruz. Two states Kucinich. for Ted Cruz so far. Five states uh, for Donald Trump. Remember, yeah. Ted Cruz also won Iowa, so that's uh, uh, three states that he has won so far. Oh, he was okay. hoping to win Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. He run Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's now, I mean, now it seems clearly that it's down to Cruz and... and, and it's a Cruz-Trump race. Seems like it. Donald Trump has eight. It's a big one right there. Oh, there goes the loop. Uh, so that seems yeah. like a that seems like a clear one for uh, boy. And the problem is that the establishment also doesn't want Cruz. So they're two top they're two top uh, candidates. The establishment doesn't want. Oh man, they're in a bad spot. Uh, you know, I, I still don't think unless he sweeps at least another three states states tonight, which I don't think is possible. Um, I I don't see Cruz coming in in any great position for the for the uh, nomination. I just can't see it. I suppose if, if if Trump got another big name to back him, that would probably do it, right? But I think the big names are going behind Rubio. 
races across the country uh, uh, of every demographic in the Republican Party, uh, you know, from from the uh, northeast across the south. Um, and I think that he is going to, uh, you know, I, I hope he doesn't tell, just say that it's over because, of course, it is absolutely not over. Um, and, you know, I think the, the night got better uh, for, for Ted Cruz. His position got a lot better because he's going to clearly overtake uh, Marco Rubio in the delegate yeah. count tonight, I think, yeah, without any doubt. Yeah, and that actually yeah. is sort of one of the more interesting stories of tonight is it, it is uh, it's obviously a great night for Trump, but it's not a bad night for Cruz either. To at least well, it, get a little bit ahead of uh, Rubio. You know, the only loser is the RNC. I mean, <laughs> really, they yeah. throw all their money behind Bush and he just gets demolished. Yeah. They pivot to Rubio and Ted Cruz basically has taken Rubio's second place spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, then, you know, I think I'm surprised. I don't, I'm, why don't they go to Cruz and say, Cruz, all right, let's make a deal. He seems like he'd make a deal. Uh, yeah, I think Cruz just wants power, right? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I think he'd, I think he'd say whatever he needs to say. And the reason why I, reason why I feel that way about Cruz is I think I feel like sometimes he does one of the more despicable things out there is he overplays to the religious base in a way that feels disingenuous. And if you're willing to do that, I think you're pretty much willing to do anything. Uh, all right, RT looks like is talking about your boy here. Let's see. That are not happy with him. Oh, hold on, we got multiple. RT sometimes is a little tricky, so let me. Uh, well, well, the feed. Yeah, I know. Well, and they're using they're using YouTube too, which is both good and bad. YouTube seems to be holding up the best. Uh, and he's got a lot of things that he's going to have to explain. So any success we're having now in Ohio is due to federal actions through the uh, auto rescue and through the recovery package. Okay, before we go to our reporters, uh, Manny Rapolo down in in Texas, I do want to ask you about Donald Trump. How would he play in Ohio? I mean, there's a lot of guys that roll up their sleeves that are union beer drinkers in that state that gravitate to some of the stuff this guy is saying, which I think could be a real problem for the Democrats in your state. What do you think? I think in like if someone generally talked about those coming out as a Republican, more populous, that would have some impact. But these men that are in our trade unions, the people you're referring to, they also have daughters. They also have sons that they want the president of the United States to be so you think a Ohio's, professional. You think Ohio's tough territory for Trump? He'll pick up a few, but he, it, where he will tank is in the suburbs of Columbus, uh, moderate Republican. Hmm. I don't know mm. if I will. I love yeah, I, I, I don't know if I buy that. And yeah. that was not Tom Hartman, which was also disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, they're bringing all kinds of guys for their special coverage uh, of of the Super Tuesday. Um, and everybody, you know, everybody's going to have a different take, which is kind of interesting. All the analysis on the conservative side keeps saying and saying and saying that at some point the, quote, adult or, or you know, the more, let's for lack of a better term, mature Republicans are uh-huh. just going to be, uh-huh. you know, they're going to choke on Trump, right? They're going to be, it's distasteful. They're going to wake up and they're going to shake off their hangover and they're going to actually right. vote for the serious candidate. It's not happening. Uh-huh. And, and it, it's not happening tonight. It's not happening tomorrow. And it's not happening with, uh, in July for the convention. No. What do you, why do you suppose? I, I mean, why, do you really want me to do this? Why do I suppose? Because wages versus productivity haven't changed because the problem with donald trump is he's a whack job but everything he is saying regarding the negative impact free trade and immigration have had on working class people is a hundred percent true in the economics of it you know people are really actually you know pissed and connecting with that in today's dollars your average uh auto factory worker would have made fifty dollars an hour yeah and now he makes 15 maybe and that's a 
that's a nice union gig he got there. So again, Republicans, math is not your friend, buddy. Like you guys, you can't have this policy of, you know, you're in the jungle and sorry if you can't eat or sorry if you can't have had health insurance. And Trump, what did Trump say? When I'm president, no one dies on the street. Mm-hmm. Stupid statement. Right now, no one dies on the street, right? The ambulance will come get you. But then you'll file bankruptcy because the bills are like $75,000, which is actually not that extreme for a hospital stay, by the way. Yeah. Um, you – all right, let's do this. The Republicans, the neocons, have gotten too greedy. They've become pigs. If you know anything about finance or investing, there's a saying, pigs get slaughtered. <laughs> They're too damn greedy. They they couldn't stop. I mean, the fact that oh we can't have any capital gains tax because God forbid, you know I should not be taxed for doing nothing, right? Meanwhile, we have sales tax on small business, income tax, payroll tax is unbelievably onerous on a small business owner. It actually prevents hiring. But nope, can't have that. Can't have capital gains tax. Uh, and oh, you want to make more than ten bucks an hour? Well, you're just an entitled child. Hmm. These positions are, one, mathematically stupid, and two, they're going to kill the party. It's, and it's just the way it is. That's kind of a downer, Mr. Dominic. That's a bit of a downer. Uh, I want to a, a, play a clip as a, as a sort of a look at uh, another take on it uh, from CBS on the question that we've been asking tonight. As we reported earlier, Donald Trump this morning is predicted to win nearly every Super Tuesday state. The billionaire real estate mogul launched his long shot campaign eight and a half months ago. Since then, he has generated headlines and controversy, apparently saying whatever he wants. Many Republican <laughs> voters man. responded with enthusiasm. Jan Crawford is in Washington with Trump's unprecedented run. Jan, good morning. Well, good morning, Charlie. I mean, if you told anyone a year ago that Donald Trump on Super Tuesday was going to be the Republican frontrunner, I mean, people would have laughed at you. I mean, his brazen campaign, it has been anything but ordinary. But for Trump, it's working. You know, I'm going to pause it there. I'm going to check in on the news feeds and see, I think, uh, uh, Chris Christie is uh, stepping up to the mic for Donald Trump right now. He's sort of like Chris Christie is like uh, the uh, – what's that? What do you go when you go to like a, a concert and there's like a, a band that comes out and plays beforehand? What's that called? No, Chris Christie's the bouncer backstage, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that is true. Uh, but I, I'm going to check the CNN feed. I'm not sure if they're, uh, if they're covering it or not. Let's see. Yeah, here's they got, they got Christie saying something. Of Donald Trump bringing the Republican Party together for a big victory this November. Together. To help America win again. I don't know. He doesn't look super thrilled to me. He does not look super thrilled to me. Yeah, so we're going to bring America together again. That's what uh, Donald Trump's going to do, Mike. He's not going to tear anybody apart. They're going to bring America and help us win. We're going to help us win and do great stuff. One bridge at a time. Oh, yeah. oh wow, wow. That was, uh, that's a reference. I live in New Jersey. I should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could end up with a bridge on uh, on your back. Um, uh, yeah. Well, so I guess Trump's probably so he's out there warming him up for Trump. I'll play a little more of this Trump clip. Let's see what they have to say. When Donald Trump descended on the presidential race last June, I will build a great, great wall. The billionaire's bid for the White House quickly became a late night punchline. Donald Trump announced today he is running for president of the United States, which, by the way, traditionally means six more weeks of comedy. Only losers walk. (laughs) 
You know, this says this clip's gonna get me pulled off of YouTube. I can't play this. Look at that. Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, you're you can't play John Stewart on no, YouTube. No, no, I, I, I'm probably that's probably right there gonna get this whole episode flagged. Yeah, you. I can't believe you did that. Well, I didn't know they were gonna. They didn't know they're gonna play Stewart because I had to just, uh, you know. Yeah, go. surprisingly aggressive with his copyright claims. Yeah, yeah. So yes, they are. Okay. All right. Here we go. We got. Uh, the winning of Texas. He worked hard on it, and he, uh, I know how hard he worked, actually. And uh, so I congratulate Ted Cruz on that win. That was an excellent win. Uh, we're going to make America great again, folks. We're going to make it great again. Be awesome. And, you know, I watched Hillary's speech, and she's talking about wages have been poor, and everything's poor, and everything's doing badly, but we're going to make it. She's been there for so long. I mean, if she hasn't straightened it out by now... She's not going to straighten it out in the next four years. It's just going to become worse and worse. This is his uh, speech, and he seems to, to be doing America it off the cuff. Again. And I'm trying to figure out what is that all about. Make America great again is going to be much better than making America whole again. Uh, it looks like Christie so wants to stab him in the back. So I just want to say that this was an Look exciting evening. Yeah, it's Christy's so great to be weird. in Florida. It's so great to be at Mar-a-Lago with friends and the press and the media and everybody. He seems upset. I know it was a very tough night for Marco Rubio. He had a tough night. But, uh, he worked hard. He spent a lot of money. He is a lightweight, as I've said many times before. But uh, you know what? We're going to go to Florida. We're going to spend so much time in Florida. We've got about a 20-point lead. Uh, I know that a lot of groups, a lot of the special interests, and a lot of the lobbyists and the people that want to have their little senator do exactly as they want. They're going to put 20 or $25 million into it over the next two weeks from what just came over the wires. And frankly, I think that's fine. As far as I'm concerned, it's fine. And if he wins, they'll have totally control, total control. But he's not going anywhere anyway. But we'll see what happens. But we're going it's to spend a lot rambling. of time in Florida. The Virginia win was just like a great diary. win because uh, it's a place that is just spectacular and a place that we have big investments in, as we have in Florida. Remember, we have thousands of employees in Florida, all along Miami, uh, Doral and Mar-a-Lago and so many other places. And it's been an amazing place to invest. It's been amazing to have so many wonderful employees, some of whom are here tonight, really uh, urging us on. And, you know, I have thousands of employees all over the country, actually all over the world. But for purposes of tonight, we'll just say all over the country. And it's been uh, just uh, so beautiful to watch this company grow and to watch it grow so strongly. Company? Uh, recent articles came out talking about how great a company uh, we built. And now we want to put that same ability uh, into doing something for our nation. I mean, our nation he's just kind of rambling. He seems kind of low energy, doesn't he? On trade. For Trump. Maybe like China him and uh, Christie did some pot like in the back room there. Yeah, Christie's really weird right now. They both look messed up. Leaders are too smart for our leaders. Our leaders don't have a clue. And the trade deficits at $400 billion and $500 billion are too much. No country can sustain that kind of trade deficit. It won't be that way for long. We have the greatest business leaders in the world on my team already. And believe me, we're going to redo those trade deals, and it's going to be a thing of beauty. You look at countries like Mexico, where they're killing us on the border, absolutely destroying us on the border. They're destroying us in terms of economic development. Companies like Carrier Air Conditioner just moving into Mexico. Ford moving into Mexico. Nabisco closing up shop. 
in Chicago and moving into Mexico. Oh, we have to stop Raiders, it, folks. Right? I know how to stop it. We're going to create jobs. We're going to create jobs like you've never seen. We're going to lower taxes. I have, have a plan that Larry Kudlow and so many others think is the best plan they've seen. We're going to lower taxes substantially for the middle class. The middle class has been forgotten in our country. It really helped and really probably was the predominant factor in making our country into a country that we all love so much and we're all so proud of. But we've forgotten the middle class and we're going to lower taxes. We're lowering taxes on business. You look at all the companies that are moving out. When you see Pfizer moving to Ireland and you see so many other companies constantly, now they're leaving. They used to move from New York to Florida or they'd move from New Jersey to someplace else, Chris. Hmm. But now they're moving from here. <laughs> but not that many people are leaving New Jersey. But Chris understands the problem, fully understands. Now they're leaving from places that they used to move to. Is Christie the VP for Trump? I think Chris is going to stab him. (laughs) Is he the VP pick? He might be. That's a bad, bad call. Thousands and thousands and thousands of plants, manufacturing plants, warehouses. I mean, we are losing so much. We can't let it happen. I tell the story often about a friend of mine who is in the excavation business, and he always orders Caterpillar. And recently he ordered Komatsu tractors from Japan because they've cut the yen, they've devalued the yen to such an extent that it was virtually impossible for Caterpillar to compete. Hmm. And I don't want that to happen. That's not going to happen. So it looks like Colorado results are coming in now, going to Sanders, uh, which is interesting. So uh, what do you think, Mike? I would be curious to see the Trump uh, – I would be curious actually to see the Cruz speech too, to see what he, his take on Of course, it's going to be a win for him, right? Anything he's – anything. He, any, his take is going to be a win regardless. But uh, I guess we, I, we haven't heard from Cruz. Maybe he already did his speech by the time we started. But, uh, I, I don't even understand what weird stream of consciousness I just watched. Yeah, I, I've gotten criticized for my commentary on the way he does his speeches, but it, it does feel very meandering. And I, one part of me likes that they're not so scripted. Uh, you know, he has some bullet points that he wants to hit. And I, I like the little that. joke. Oh, not, not, not too many are leaving New Jersey. Yeah. But, yeah. but Christie has, like, hatred in his heart. Like, <laughs> he, does, he just looks weird right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he's clearly the front runner. Um, not the best speech I've ever heard, but I don't think it matters. Yeah, he's still going. I just so we're going to work very, very hard. I'm so honored by this evening. If you would have told me on June 16th when I was with my wife Melania and we came down the escalator in Trump Tower and it looked literally well a little bit like this. You have a lot of cameras here tonight. It looked literally like the Academy Awards. I'd never saw so many cameras in my life. And it takes courage to run. I'll tell you what. It takes a lot of courage to run for president. I'm so uh, I've never done this before. I've been a job producer. I've done a lot of things. But this is something I've never done. But I felt we had to do it. When you look at the incompetence of the Iran deal, where we give $150 billion, we get absolutely nothing. When you look at all That's technically the their own money that we just sanctioned back in the 70s. We're just giving back to them. But anyways. It's really being depleted, rapidly depleted. We're going to make our military bigger and better and stronger than ever before. And nobody, nobody, nobody's going to mess with us, folks. Nobody. Because everybody messes with us right now. Yeah. 
when you look oh, at there all goes of the, the problems. Are- That's uh, you know, it's inter- I guess. But if you're going to run on the uh, on the right, you really got to You got you do got to say I'm going to rebuild the military. That's kind of a kind of a common thing. So there you go. There is uh, there now your closing thoughts, Mr. Dominic. Uh, you got. It looks like uh, perhaps uh, Colorado might be going to Sanders potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. I'm pulling up the uh, the New York Times live board right now. Boom, 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 boom. Let's see. Uh, Colorado coming in right now at 50% votes. Uh, well, it, it looks uh, it looks like it's tough to. It's uh, the New York Times one hasn't called it yet, but it, it could be Hill Dog too. I'm not sure. Uh, it looks like Hill Dog's at 50 and Sanders is at 44. But yeah. still coming in as we as we continue on here. But uh, there you go, Mr. Dominic. It looks like it looks like Colorado will probably go to Hillary. Uh, as we wrap up, Washington State isn't uh, isn't going right now. But Washington State is it's always always goes to whoever the leading Democratic candidate is always has. Uh, oh, uh, Arch Linux's political shows Clinton having ten delegates even before it started coming in. Well, that's yeah, that's that's the beauty about them super delegates, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it feels like it's now a, a pretty clearly a Cruz Trump race on the right. Uh, Hillary is going to now be. So, I, I think tonight marks the moment where Hillary builds her momentum, and now going forward, there's going to be some Sanders wins for sure. But uh, the Hillary wins are going to start really clocking up, and then it's just going to be well. There's the undeniable momentum of Hillary Clinton, and uh, you know, first woman president, most qualified president in history. I think I've heard that term before. Uh, those things will start to be thrown around. Her momentum will be thrown around, and, and it'll become well. It's the people's choice that Sanders isn't chosen. I think that's what's. I think that was just set in motion tonight, uh, and I think the uh, Republican establishment has a much harder fight getting Cruz. Yeah. Uh, either under control or out of the race, which is not going to happen as easily. Now. I, I wonder what what does Cruz need to compromise on? Because let's be honest, you know he will to get the establishment's backing. Yeah, I mean, he's said, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. He might be too like, far. Been, he might be too far to the right. Yeah, he, he he's very to the right. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I eagerly await the Trump Christie buddy cop movie that <laughs> needs to happen. <laughs> oh, man, that, yeah, that, that, that was, Christie stare is intense. I hope people are uh, making memes out of that right now as we as we speak. I think they are. I'm I, looking I, at the feed, and it's just, it's... It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it is... Uh, it is intense. It is intense. So, all right. Are you any 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 surprises? Any shocks? Any uh, anything? no? It, it, it you know to quote my dear personal friend Darth Sidious, it was exactly as I had foreseen. <laughs> it's all coming together as planned. Well, Mr. Dominic, uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yes. And we're able, we're able to make it. Uh, for those of you who haven't caught it, this week we released a retrospective. Of our Zamarian coverage over the years. You know, we've been talking about Zamarian since nearly the beginning of Coda Radio. And so some of that was featured uh, in the episode that went out yesterday. And then I'm sure we'll be talking more about it next week. So if you want to hear more from Mr. Dominic, catch him on Coda Radio on Mondays over at JupiterBroadcasting.com. Uh, we'll be back to our regular format for the next episode. Check the calendar. There may be some service interruptions in the near future. Uh, because we have some people coming into town and whatnot. So just check the calendar, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar, patreon.com slash unfiltered to support the show and keep us going. Mr. Dominic, is there anywhere you'd like to send people to check out what you're doing? Just dominicm.com, and thanks for having me, unfiltered people. Yeah, thanks for being here, dominicm.com, you bet. Also, unfiltered.reddit.com, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash contact. Shout out to Mr. Chase. Hope everything's going well for him. Uh, we could back to the uh, back to the Patreon. 
Uh, I want to improve and beef up our live coverage, uh, not just for the elections, but for different kinds of events. One of the reasons we're doing this show today for Super Tuesday is is really to sort of learn the ropes on how to do these. It's very complicated from a technical standpoint, and there's some improvements I've identified tonight, and I could use your support because one of them is going to cost. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get another streaming service that doesn't crash so much. Uh, and that's probably going to be about 40, 50 bucks a month out of my pocket. If you'd like to help support that, patreon.com slash unfilter. That way we can kind of beef up our streaming capacity in-house. And uh, I'll have right now, I generally have a couple of streams going in. I want to get a little more of that. So that way when those streams do f- start to screw up, we have a solid backup too. So patreon.com slash unfilter for your support on that. Okay, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfilter. And we'll see you right back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>